1: recorded live.
2: don't know that flag like, or never
3: Power bb 48 my whole child, broken the feet on the ground. Radio, this is your brother born. We come to get it in tonight. Think tank Thursday. We set it off with the praise Nat Turner, glory to Garvey, long live the spirit of Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad, praise Harriet Tubman, glory to Ida B. Wells, long live the spirit of Sister Finney Lou Hamer. Ah, uh, bb 48 what it do out there tonight, family. Um, your brother, uh, listen, family, we, we got a lot of things going on, but I want to apologize to family tonight for one thing is that we. Planned on, going in on, after the money. What's next? Due to a couple of technical difficulties, we were not able to,
1: you tonight. Oh my bad, I'm I'm good, man. I just just called in, man. I had to set
4: off brother Tim's show right before I left that joint. You know what I mean? And I came hey, over buddy. here. She super- yeah.
3: was. Yeah, and um and definitely you want to get that brother uh get that brother a big up over here. We uh, earlier today we had a special earlier. You know if you want to go into the archives and and, and um check that show with the brother Tim Black on there. You know, we were dealing with a little bit of news and just uh, some different commentary and just getting a perspective from another uh, media outlet which runs with that same spirit of African liberation. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we uh, had the brother on earlier today, which was a wonderful thing, wonderful thing. Um, I got a special for the family, though. You know, I got a special for the family because I was blessed. This uh past weekend, um went to Georgia to go celebrate with my father for um, you know, his, his uh, went to do a surprise birthday party and on the way back, you know, I uh I'm sitting on the an airplane and um I'm sitting down, everybody's seated and, and lo and behold I look up and all walks onto the plane, Doctor Leonard Jeffries, Uh which was uh you know, I, I, I thought I'd seen a rock star on the plane. You know, and um, I got a chance after the plane landed. We got to Laguardia. When we got back to New York after the plane landed, I got a chance to, um, you know, talk with the brother for about about twenty minutes. You know, hold a nice little uh, hold a nice conversation with him, and he it was his it was his birthday. He, uh, the brother just turned seventy nine. That was this Tuesday. He just turned 79 this past Tuesday. And I got a blessing and a treat from him. And what he gave me was a conversation that he had with the New York Mayor, Ed Cox, in regards to um, African-centered thinking and just um, the role of the African in America and um, just dealing with the outright racist ideology. That the Caucasian holds, and so what? What um? What the brother blessed me with was a conversation between him and Ed Koch, Coke, Koch, whatever the fuck you want to call it, small hat. Whatever, it's up to you. And I would like to, you know, if, if the family was all right with it, I like to share. I'm listening to it for the first time. I, I listened to it just a little bit, and I stopped it. I said, No, I'd, I'd rather share this with the family because it was a, it was a gift. From the brother, and I wanted to share that with the family. If the, you know, if it was all right for the family, you know, just to sit back and just take a listen to Dr. Leonard Jeffries and Ed Cott, um chop it up and see, you know,
1: and see where this conversation go to. Go ahead, brother. All
3: right. Yeah, cause, but we will we will have that topic right for Saturday. We got all the you know we have all the advertisements out because um, as I said the, the, that the topic of after the money, what's next, is very important in this time. very timely subject that we want to make sure that we put in the right. You know, we we get enough of the right uh, players, as many of the players in the community as possible. And on this conversation, and, you know, we want to bring in some of these economic experts and things of that nature and, you know, and see exactly where uh, where that theme is headed to, where, where are we going to after we get the money. Because as um, Brother Microw said, it's not a thing that we can't get the money. We already acknowledge that we can receive the money. we not, you know, we ain't afraid to make the money, and it's not a thing that we can't get money. But after you get money, what's next? 35,000 millionaires, black millionaires in the country. So, you know, we got 35,000 black uh, black men and women with the money already. But well, what's next after that? Well, is there anything the family want to add on? You know, like I said, man, it's a, you know, it's Think Tank Thursday. It's always open. It's always an open line. But um, I'm going to put this, I want to just, you know, sit back and listen. Let's um listen to this conversation between Dr. Linda Jeffries and Ed Koch. You know, as I said, it
1: was a it was a, a gift from the brother, and I want to pass that, that gift on to the family. Uh, Black Power, what's going on, Brother Little? I see Black Power out there,
3: Sister Makia. I see our sister Monique from out there, South Texas. Black Power, see our family. Black Power, let me be following to everybody.
2: What's that?
3: Uh, be 48, Queen. Be 48. I feel good to be back on the air. I ain't been on for a couple of days. Feel good to, you know, just to hear the people and see see the people out there.
1: You know, that's always a good thing. Black Power. Uh, so, uh, with that being said, family, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm
3: gonna pull this. I'm gonna pull this clip. Pull this DVD. Well, it's a, a CD actually. We'll pull this CD of Dr. Leonard Jeffries and uh, former mayor of New York, of New York City, of New York City, a Coke Koch, Koch, whatever you want to
1: call him. So, family, tune in. It's definitely uh, uh, powerful,
3: powerful information going to come in here. You're going to get a lot of history, a lot of context for how we are to deal with the Caucasian, especially from one of our one of our elders that we know is an elder in the community that we can, you know, has verifiable work, credible work in the community. You know, we are, are, are on the short end now of elders. You know, they're passing along very swiftly. And so it is a changing of the guard, and so we need to uh, make sure that we are are in tune with the mind state of those
1: who are here before they pass on. So, again, with that being said, does anybody got anything they they want to um, add on? Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to mute the
3: lines and then just let it play, and then we'll unmute later and um, chop it up a little bit. You know what I'm saying, but um, that's how we gonna rock. That's how we gonna flow tonight. The House Saturday though is gonna be a special treat. You know, we
1: gonna bring it. We gonna bring it in. Gonna be nothing but the ruckus for all you motherfuckers. All right, then. Well, let's let's get this thing started then, family. Your lines will be muted right now.
0: Like coffee or something? Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. all. right. Okay. I'll be right back. You all right. So let's okay. just have a conversation, and um, we're taping this. So uh, we'll each have a copy, and I'll give you a, one of the tapes so that you have it for yourself. And all that now, uh, my my questions are to learn.
1: Uh more than, than to be confrontational. Alright, brother Makara. Yes. Is that is that clear enough, family? It's not really clear. Turn i right. turn your volume
4: down. I'll turn the volume down a little bit. Alright. All right. So
3: right. well,
1: what I, I wanna ask you is uh
0: uh, black people are
3: smarter than white people? I'd like to think that. Ooh, I do you think that? But I have no ground for that. Well, we're going to go back. We're we'll
0: going to start that over. How are the kids? They will not even have a perpetual life cycle that allows them to finish the kids. The cat start stressful. Would you like coffee or something? Okay. We'll uh, All
5: okay. okay. All right. Okay.
0: I'll be right back you All right.
1: So let's
4: okay. just have
1: a conversation. And all right. And um,
0: we're taping this. Uh, we'll each have a copy. And I'll give you one of the tapes so that you'll have it for yourself, and I'll have mm-hmm. Now, uh, my my questions are really to learn uh, more than than to be
5: confrontational.
0: So. What I, what I want to ask you is, uh, do you think that uh, black people are
3: smarter than white people? All right, now did you hear that clear? Is that better, brother?
4: Yeah, that's real clear. Do you think white people are smarter than black people? I heard that.
3: All right, all right. I just want to make sure that it, I just want to make sure that it's cleared up so we can be able to hear it. All right. I'm gonna play it all the way through now.
5: I'd like to think that. Do you think that? But I have no
0: grounds for that, and I don't. And no one says that, and well, I don't say that. the Times says you said it. Oh, so, let's, yes. Let's have the Times. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, let's see what they said, and then maybe they misquoted you. Let's get the Times. I want to say, uh, right? If they misquoted you, let's know yeah. about it.
5: Right.
0: What the Times says you said is. Mm-hmm. He, he has passed out booklets to his students that argue that an abundance of the skin pigment melanin gives blacks intellectual and physical advantages over whites. Did you ever say that? No. And he doesn't say I say it. In other words, he says that there's an article in a packet of information that we have that relates to melanin. And I read that article very carefully when he and it doesn't say that either. In other words, that's what Mr Berger Uh, said, and there are five things he said in reference to me, which I think is very important. There are five things. And all of those five, and we'll go over them individually, were designed by Mr. Berger to stamp me a racist, an intellectual uh, maverick, and an anti-Semite. And that was supposed to be the nail, the final nail on the coffin. To put the curriculum of inclusion to rest. Over the last six months, eight months, I have been under the most vicious attack of any academic mission, I guess, in history. I, I mean, i More I'm than Professor Levin? I'm 53. No, but mine has been sustained. Uh, Professor Levin has been ongoing. In other words, everybody is going. He's a maverick. Professor Levin, I tell my. I, I said... and other people in, you know, stand up for what you believe. Does he? Oh, he, he's been doing it for years. I had to tell Bernie someone, the head of our faculty senate, that I'm not going to allow myself to be paired with 11. I've done this over the years. Why are you different than 11? Because we don't talk about superiority and inferiority. We don't talk about the uh, subordination of subordination of one race over another. We're, that's not what we're talking about. In fact, we introduce our classes by saying information on the African experience will be immediately interpreted as subordination, uh, inferiority, superiority, superordination, subordination. We do not, we try to deal with the sweep of history and try to get the students to have a critical analysis of the sweep of history.
5: Could I interrupt?
0: Yeah. But so, do you pass out literature that says that because of skin pigment melanin, blacks have intellectual and physical advantages over white. No. You no. don't pass out no. this literature. We, I, I'll give you copies of literature. Oh, I, I accept uh, your statement. Uh, so you neither you. take that position, nor does any literature question. that you pass right. out, and that statement is simply wrong. Right. It is okay, wrong. let's go on. Let's not bother with that. But the tragedy is, when you look at and understand melanin itself, it's almost ridiculous to raise the question of advantage. Because... If Ronald Reagan or Mayor Koch and I stood out in the sun and my brother, it's quite clear that their medical physicians and scientists would tell them to make sure you're covered with a sunscreen or something to protect you from the ultraviolet rays of the sun. In other words, um, we try to deal with the melanin as a very sophisticated new field that has to be seriously explored, explored. And on the superficial level of epidermal melanin, there is an advantage, no question about it. You uh, know, uh, melanin was created by the sun as a protection uh, against the ultraviolet rays of the sun, and also a. Uh, so um, what you're saying to me is that melanin provides a physical advantage to black Definitely, there's no question okay. about it. Okay, so half yeah. of that sentence is correct. That's right. Now, but we don't even say that. But everybody should know that. But, okay. But you believe that? No, it's not a matter of belief. Do you believe it's that it's a science, been scientifically established that melanin provides a physical advantage to blacks because it screens out the, the ultraviolet rays? So, well, that's uh, Glover's uh, Law. let to argue about it. G L O G E R, Glover's Law. Mammals in the sun develop melanin to resist the ultraviolet rays in the sun. I it. A okay. Scientifically so, established. Right. So it's not something off the top of my head. I understand. Head. That's why I want to get. You know, as we've discussed things, I want to say that what we try to do is provide some scientific, historical that's documentation expensive. evidence for the you thing. You just said that you believe melanin provides a physical advantage to blacks, which is what that reporter says he said. Now, the second part of his statement was that it provides an yes, intellectual, intellectual advantage. Does it in any way no, do that? No, and we no. don't say okay. that. Okay. And that's the kicker. That's, and you are a master at understanding these things. That was put in there to tie me with, uh, intelligence quotient. In other words, you've got to give Hope Jeffries in some way. You can't just say physical advantage, even though we don't even say that. And the article, I don't know what the article says but we'll scrutinize the article or you'll scrutinize it. The article is written by a chemist who's letting black folks know that melanin is a very sophisticated part of the human development. Everybody has melanin. I, I, I have a dossier. I've yeah. oh, okay. got books all now right. to get your checkbook out. So okay. I some of these books are in the buy. He's not getting away with murder on this time. Um, but melanin has two major aspects. One, the deep aspect is neuromelanin. That's. We can get off melanin. Okay. Uh, I, I, no, I'm not, I'm no, I'm not interested in melanin. You just. No, they have gone to the Donahue show. Every show. I have Jeffrey's talking about melanin gives black people superiority. We're trying to yeah. say, yeah. You just told me it gives them a physical advantage. Screening out the ultraviolet right. race. That's right. a scientific uh, issue, and uh, I is think uh, that that is uh, accurate. Uh, accurate. Yeah. Even Black that like have taken this statement yeah. about an article that we passed out and discussed didn't say that I said anything. Yeah. You know, this is the view. This statement has been picked up across the world. Well, I'm giving a an translation intellectual James. and physical well, supremacy. He doesn't even use the term supremacy. Advantage, not <laughs> right. supremacy. I mean, you have said to me, and if you want to change it, you can, mm-hmm. that you never said no. that there was an intellectual advantage that blacks had. you said that to me just now, correct? I mm-hmm. refuse that you ever said that. We don't have to go over that again, okay? All right. Now, um, you, there's five things. In other words, here's the, the overall thing I'd like to... Yes, Melanin. Let me... Let me no, answer. no, but I'm trying to give you the overall thing that Berger was trying to... Play. I, I, you did that initially. Let me ask you something. No, questions. I didn't tell you. Yeah, I didn't. Did. You said he was trying to get you. No, but he, he's a part of a whole process I that's going on. You no, can't I You not call I, I want to ask to tell the plot and plan. Okay. Now, tell me about the Statue of Liberty, because I've only heard it from others, and also when you came in, you said, uh, well, let me not paraphrase you. What is your position as it relates to what the Statue of Liberty was originally to be? In terms of... Um, knowledge in general about the world, and particularly African people says an explosion. The beautiful thing is now our students are conscious of the explosion. They're tapping into it. They're reading the paper. They're finding articles. I had heard about the Statue of Liberty and having its origin in the African experience, but I didn't have all of the data and information. A student several months back gave me an article which had the information. I copy my, of that article?
5: Yes.
0: Being a consummate scholar, I pursued it. I've been well trained. An enormous education. Very proud of it. I pursued it. Every item on that piece of paper I checked out. I got the New York Times June the 17th, uh, which had the May, May the 18th, New York Times, 86, which had a story on the Statue of Liberty and the African foundations of the statue. I got a hold of that. We could only get it on microfilm because of a couple of years I went to the New York Post, it was in the magazine section, section two. went to the New York Post, uh, June the 17th, and they had a similar story right here, uh, 86. All this is 86, the 100th anniversary of the, of the uh, inauguration of the statue. Then they said that the statue, in this article, they said that the statue, a model of the statue is at the New York City Museum, 103rd Street and Fifth Avenue. So I grabbed some of my students and I said, we've got to go. Whenever there's an exhibit or something like that, I take students and say, we went. There was nothing there. But I insisted, like, like you, in that sense, so door edit. I insisted there's got to be something. He said, you mean there's nothing on the 86th celebration of the Statue of Liberty? They said, not even a picture. I said, I cannot believe that. Probably because I was so insistent, they said, these are black people. There were no whites. There were five blacks working this, working that, working this, and, uh, the bookstore." They said, there's a guard who was here in 86. Maybe he knows. So they went and got this guard, happened to be a Haitian fellow. And he said, of course, the information is here. He said, wait a minute. He went and got the book by Trachtenberg that I showed That's on up. the hill Noble show. Marvin Trachtenberg has written a book on Trachtenberg. Marvin Trachtenberg has written a book on the Statue of Liberty. And in it, he details how the Statue of Liberty germinated and the various changes it went through, etc. It's this thing he also, and he mentions the earliest images. But they also, in the article, say that there's a model of the statue. Of course, I want to nail it down. Does Mr. Trachtenberg, in his book, so far as you know, uh, refer in any way uh, to To the the black black experience in terms of the first model being modeled on a black woman? Right. He does? does. Did you personally see that in his book? Yes, and I would have.
6: That's okay.
0: Okay, so that you say it's documented and tracked in the book. Okay. Then I asked him, could we see the model? And he said, it's locked up downstairs. You have to get permission from the director. So here's the New York City Museum with nothing on the Statue of Liberty. This was in 86 when you went there.
7: No, this was last there month.
0: Last month. I, I tell you, the student a gave me the, the item two months ago. I never got around to really looking it up because I've been too busy. I mean, okay. I'm running a department, one of the largest in the world in yeah. terms of African studies, and I'm traveling around the world. Black History Month. I've been there okay. in the last two months. I've been to Africa twice and to England for a lecture series of eight days and, uh, one time. So I've been over three times in the last two months. At any rate, we pursued it down to the French Consulate because I said the French Information Center or the French Consulate should have some information. And I was going to Paris anyway, so I said I at least need to find out where in Paris these things are. And the French Information Center gave me an issue of winter, fall, or something, spring, 86, dealing with the Statue of Liberty. And one page, which I have here for you, uh, documents how the idea came about. It's called The Liberty Legend. And it mentions the black... It mentions mentions exactly what happened. It It mentions that. It shows a picture of Edouard Canet, Le Fleuve de la Boulée the Frenchman who had the idea of steps. It shows the picture of Bartoli, the sculptor who did it. It explains that Edward was a French jurist, a historian, wrote a three-volume history of the United States. He was a libertarian in the mold of Victor Hugo, one of his best friends. He was one of these people who was so much of a libertarian, when John Brown was hung for Harpers Ferry, they sent a gold medal, Victor Hugo and, and uh, to his widow, he pleaded with uh, Lincoln for years to make the Civil War a crusade against slavery. Can we, can we have that sheet? You're going to listen to me. I listen. Okay. No, listen. Talk. Listen. Just give me a couple of minutes. It's unusual for you. Listen, but listen, I'm glad, I'm glad to see your patience. You don't exhibit it on TV and I these other things. It. Edward Rene, Edward Vernet de Flaubellet was the head of the French anti-slavery society. At a dinner at his home in Glinay, outside of Marseille, near Paris, outside of Versailles, near Paris, when Victor Hugo and the other French uh, libertarians and Bartoli were there, at a dinner in 1865, the head of the French anti-slave society is not celebrating immigration. He's celebrating this enormous victory of Africans who fought in a civil war, help free themselves and help free and others and help keep a liberty symbol for America because America is the first nation of its kind to have a fight and free its slaves. This was the exciting thing that the idea came about. Now the question was making it work. And so this was passed on to Bartoli. So Bartoli, when he did the first model, it was within the wishes of Boule. It was a black woman holding up the broken chain of enslavement with 13 chains at her feet. No book, no uh, star, crest, uh, anything. And so in the Trackerberg book, you have the first model. And then you have the subsequent changes in the model. Bartoli, there's a double dose of Afganist there. Not only does it come out of the Black liberation struggle in the victory of the Civil War, such as Glory depicted, or at least told a little bit of the movie, Bartoli, a well-known sculptor, had been to Egypt and had been commission, commissioned by the Pasha to design a monumental statue for the Pasha. So he had traveled through Egypt and was inspired by the monumental statues of Ramses and and Amenophis III and, and the others. And so the inspiration, even for the Colossus itself, comes out of yeah. Africa. Now the theme, the deep thought behind it, comes out of the African experience and it has a not have a damn thing to do with immigration. Okay. Now, and that's what so I have understand. now, so I have it in front of me. The, the, the sheet that you referred to, which has any of this information on it, referring to uh, the uh, black model. Right. Or and call. as I pursued it further, being the consummate scholar, in the 1850s and 60s, America was anti-immigration. <laughs> uh, the Know-Nothing Party was formed, because they were, against not... The Eastern Southern uh, European immigration that the mayor's people probably come from, but they were against Irish and German <laughs> Catholics. They were against Catholics. The Eastern European and Southern European migration wasn't even a serious process at this time. It did not become until the 1880s and did not become major until the 1890s. Take a moment to buy uh, This <laughs>
5: And, um, I later learned, and because Jewish scholars and other people
0: are calling me, give me uh, <laughs> Jeffries, uh, 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 and giving me the information, what does it do? Dan I'm your professor Japanese. Why don't you know the answer? Can I have coffee or anything? Yeah. Ed, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ed. yeah. Ed. <laughs> okay. We're now on the issue of the Statue here. of Liberty. This the one of his so This is material on myself and some of the stuff okay. Okay. This is Miss Liberty was modeled on racism. The original Statue of liberty was black and displayed in terms of slavery. Okay. Slow okay. oh. Down. Oh, down. Proof of the document. This is the liberty legend. This is from the book that I got from the French. uh oh, Let me have. And these are the three models Good. that are in the track and burn. Thank uh, you. Okay. Now, the 1903, Yeah. as a youngster, a very bright kid, I was president of my grammar school class, and uh, we, sitting on that stage, I can remember today, Michael Jackson, one of my best buddies, Billy Kerr and Anthony Serato, the four musketeers, and the rest of us, singing Give me your tide, your poor, your huddled master's journey to be free, the wretched refugees of your TV short, 70s, the hopeless, ten lost to the okay. It would have been beautiful if we had known. My mother was my first teacher. She had given me the books uh, when I was a child. I had black books before I could read. I saw pictures of black books. It would have been beautiful if these, this black youngster and the other black youngsters knew that that statue, which became an inspiration later for the immigrants that came, originated out of our struggle for liberty. That's why I'm saying we've got to have a curriculum of inclusion. These things are rampant throughout our uh, culture, that there's an African foundation for much of that which we have accepted as cultural, culturally Western, and it has been completely ignored and it has been uh, whitewashed. So I'm saying that we've got, uh, we have an obligation. I'm here to plead to the mayor. We can be combative on these issues or a major breakthrough can be made in terms of trying to get at a measure of truth on key issues which unless they are dealt with will be conflictual for the black and the white community and we've got to find a way of making a breakthrough. I I didn't want people told me not to come to see you. I said this is the major, major thought producer, molder in New York. If I can convince Edward I. Koch that there's some substance here, that this is not just some crazy fool who's an anti-Semite who's off the off the table. Let's Let's get uh, to the question of uh, anti-Semitism. You you have uh, referred to. the slave trade as having been financed by the Jews. Am I correct? That was taken out of context. Uh, oh, there five context. things. What, what was the context? Things. The context was that Diane Ravitch, who has been pitted against me, uh, because I was the major architect of the of the report from the Board of Regents Task Force. There was four of us. They never mentioned the Asian woman, Dr. Hume, who did the Asian component. They never mentioned Dr. Satcher, who did the Puerto Rican Latino. They never mentioned Professor. Uh, White. It was four of us. I did the composite report, and all of us agreed that the hundred documents that we looked at were whitewashed. In other words, they didn't include our experience. Now, Diane Ravitch was asked by the board, and I'm giving this just because you've got to know. Diane Ravitch was asked by the board of regents. She was a paid consultant with four others, including Dr. Asa Hilliard, a very good friend of mine, an outstanding black scholar, to review what we had submitted and what the board had written as their final report. She was paid thousands of dollars. In an unscrupulous way, she submitted to the press her report and analysis before she even gave it to the board. Unethical. Amoral. And then a national campaign started germinating on the right out of the Heritage Society uh, Center in Washington and germinating on the left out of the unions with Schenker. And it was a vicious attack that has gone on for these months with Diane being the point person. She's written one article which I have, but I'll have to I'll come back with some material for you. And she wrote a recent article, and I was reading that before I went to class. And I said, Well damn, I thought that she had cooled out. And here she is writing another article. And one of the things that she had done with an educator who had questioned her about her approach to these things, she ranted and raved at this educator, this black educator, that Africans sold Africans into slavery. Is that true? And and, um, and then they sold them to Arabs. It's not true. Then the educator said, everybody was involved in the enslavement of Africans. Africans and Africans, Arabs, Jews and Gentiles. Oh, you're anti-Semitic. And she went off. Now, this I had previous knowledge of. And when I saw the article which she wrote in a key paragraph in her article. Hey, what I catch, let yeah. me get to it. You've got to have it. a little patience. This I'm is little, key I'm and good. crucial. This is key and crucial. If you don't have the patience. I have patience. But I Jonathan have patience. and others I have may have cognitive dissonance. You can't afford to have it at this point. Don't let it cause any disharmony. Yeah, I'm going to focus. Well, hold it. Let me to get you to focus. Let me say, you call Bernie so much the head of our faculty senate, one of our leading scholars there who's been there for 43 years, who was there when City College was anti-Jewish as a student and fought through uh, the change of the institution. So, ask Bernie Sommer. Bernie Somer came into my office and told me since the article that everybody knows the Jews finance the slave trade. Now, wait a minute. Everybody knows? I don't okay. know. That. Okay. But, and that's not even what was said. What was said? So, okay. What was said was that Diane Ravitch, in the article that she wrote, oh, and I read the article to the class, Again, Africans selling Africans, and then Africans selling it to white people and selling it to Arabs. Can I ask a couple? I of said things? that everybody has been, was involved in the enslavement of African people. The Catholic Church initiated the slave trade in the early 1500s. The Pope apologized in the 18th, in the eight, 80s, when he went to Africa. The Protestant Reformation was born at the same time that the slave trade was being institutionalized, and it was compromised on the altar of enslavement. Luther's Reformation begins in fifteen seventeen. Fifteen sixteen the ancient of the contract to take Africans systematically to the Spanish New World was instituted. It was the Pope and it was the Spanish throne that agreed to this enslavement. At the same time, in Europe, much of the merchant banking and trade was handled by Jews. We're not talking about the hundreds of thousands, of millions of Jews poor in their communities. We're talking about merchants. Merchants have no nationality, they have no religion, money is their religion. On the altar of profit-making, merchants, we're not talking about rabbis, we're not talking about Jewish scholars, we're not talking about uh, uh, Jews who have been struggling to survive in Europe, we're talking about people who handled the money. And so what we have to do is get the Jewish scholars who called me and given me the documentation. Jewish scholars have called me and given the documentation. So, no, but this point is so crucial. Okay. That it has to be put in the hands of Jewish scholars to bring it out the way it should be brought out. It has to be put in the hands of Catholic scholars to deal with the Catholic church's involvement. We've got to have some clarity on this. Yes, Africans sold Africans into slaves, but the slave system did not come out of the African experience. It was developed in Europe. It was conceived, planned, and plotted. It was a larger part of a larger trade that had been going on for hundreds of years in Europe in which people from the Middle East and other areas were in Europe and the Slavs and other people were being sold into Arab slavery, being sold into Northeastern slavery. You're saying that the Slavs, meaning uh, Eastern Europe, Poles, Russians, were being sold and into Arab slavery? Is that what you just said? Yeah. Yeah. When did that take place? After the fall of the Roman Empire, yeah. when the economic system collapsed, people from the Middle East came to the West because they had an international trade network that ran all the way through to China, particularly when Islam flowered, because Islam spread like wildfire in the 1700s. 1700s. It spread to the Atlantic Ocean, up into Europe. It spread across southern Asia on into the Pacific. Indonesia is a largely Muslim nation because of this spread. Because of this network, within the context of Islam, there was a market for Europeans. Slavery. The word germinates not out of the African experience, but germinates out of Eastern and Southern Europe around the Slavs. The term so so the word slavery comes, comes out of comes the out white the experience. Slav and slavery, 70%? we will just uh, look, we'll have to okay. look it up now. Now, um, uh, therefore, your reference uh, to Jews financing. No. You get it. Am I wrong? He says rich Jews. I was talking about merchants and bankers. You're talking about That had been given the financial center of monies in Europe because the Catholic Church said, if you handle monies and usury, you're not going to go to purgatory. If you become a lawyer, you're not going to go to purgatory. If you become a doctor, you're not going to go to purgatory. These were areas that talented Jews could move into because the Catholics had said, if, you, if you're dealing with medicine, you're, you're dealing with witchcraft. If you're dealing with laws, because they're, for their laws, the only canonical law was the only law. If you have someone who specializes in the, the medieval civil law, law, civil law, I mean, that's someone anti-church. These are areas that talented Jews move into. We're not talking about the bulk of the Jewish population. Okay, so let me try to sum it up. What you said uh, was... Everybody uh, was involved in the of the mm-hmm. And my biggest, biggest one that I love the most, is not the Jews, yes. and I know this is very different is the Dutch. These... Tulip-growing, you wearing windmill-pushing Dutch. who we have, you know, I was an artist, a multi-talented kid, and I remember drawing a mural running along the 40 feet of my class in the fifth grade with windmills and tulips and the Dutch women carrying little milk things. No one told me that these were some of the worst slave traders of all time because they didn't have a land to develop. They had a land that they had to make. In other words, they, had to put, in other words, they didn't have land. So they had to become the merchants. They became some of the leading slave traders in Brazil all the way into Indonesia, these virtuaries, windmill-pushing, tulip-growing ducks. Now, Albert Shanker has a fantastic article, which I was reading in the damn bathroom and left it on the bed, Yes, And Albert Shanker has a paragraph, which I'm going to get to you this afternoon, in which he says that in order to deal with the Holocaust, education in the Holocaust, Freedom in the Holocaust, I think it's titled. You have to deal with the underside of history. You cannot deal with just what you consider to be the most intellectual and classic because those same classicist loving Germans that pushed the buttons for the gas in the gas chambers went home and read read Bach, Beethoven, listened to Bach, Beethoven and read uh, uh, some of the great classic works. This is what Shanker is saying, I'm glad I read the article, because that's what we're trying to say about the history of America. It's one thing to talk about the great classical figures, like a Jefferson, like a Washington, but there's an underside that my grandparents and great-grandparents experienced, that these were slave owners, and in spite of the fact that they were great individuals, there's this underside, this flaw, this contradiction has left this legacy that we see now in Benson and out there in Brooklyn on Bradford Chapel. If we don't get at this knowing at the gut of America, we won't be able to teach our young. Let me ask. Europe and uh, slavery under the Romans is that right? And under the Greeks? And under the Greeks? Those slaves slavery has been a part of every society. Those slaves were overwhelmingly white, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Uh, what was the legacy of that slavery? I mean, uh, you had. Uh, 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 Italian slaves and French slaves, every group that was subjugated by the Romans uh, provided slaves to the Romans. Am I correct? Right. Now, what happened in those countries that uh, had been enslaved? Uh, uh, Are they still reaping the, um, the, the response of that earlier slavery? I mean, can they now document that There are terrible things in their country as a result of that earlier slavery? Well, I think any society where you have an underclass, it originates, it has a foundation in oppression of some kind, it might be slavery. I just came from uh, what I'm trying to drive at is do you Uh, see a continuing legacy of enslavement in a society that all of the major problems that blacks have today in a whole host of fields, economic and um, discriminatory aspects in any way, it's all attributable uh, to the original slavery, which ended in um, 18, what? 1865, officially. But because black folk, my
1: grandparents, my my grandfather was born in 1868, August the 10th, because of his
5: Out of the care. They will not even have a perpetual life cycle that allows them to come into to the care. The care structure has four or five major levels with the Brahmins at the top. These 120 million people
0: are out of the human class. They, they're shadow, If they're shadowed this, uh, across this Europe, if you cross their shadow, you can be killed. And what we've created, and this is what I wanted to lay down to critically help youngsters, white and black, Jew and Gentile think, we've created what I call pyramid analysis. Using this formulation of the triangle to deal with the concept of duality in life, to allow people to be able to see that the polarity that exists in the human experience and in the cosmic is a polarity that has to be used in scholarship and will help you to organize schools of knowledge. So I have this three-point process, which is the thesis, the antithesis, or antithesis, and the synthesis. You have to master the bodies of knowledge and go to the top of the pyramid and synthesize the knowledge. Only you can go to the top of the pyramid and become a thinking individual. Hopefully, you become a thinking African. I can't go there with you. Mayor Cox can help you with the experience of the Europeans. Dr. J. can help you with the experience of the Africans. You have to search for truth and knowledge as you deal with and interact with these old and go to the top Okay, let me answer this. On the uh, left side of your chart... Uh, where you refer to some people, Mm -hmm. you then have the phrase African humanism. What does that mean? Now that... Berger had five things which he was trying to nail me to the cross, if you will. One was melanin. But he didn't know that. The other was the question of rich Jews developing Europe and also the, the, Financial.
8: Financial. Financial.
0: the other was the Holocaust. That Jews feel that there was only one Holocaust, and the question of genocide of others is another thing. And what Jews ever said at No, leave it. We're not dealing with that now. Leave it. We'll get okay. I want to take the five things. Okay. Right? Go ahead. Then that's great. three. Three. The other one was that I have a racist theory of ice people, sun people. Of course, well, I'll come back to that. Okay, okay now tell me about African yeah. humanism. What, uh, compare that with European materialism which you have on the right side. And that right, will also tie it into slavery. We'll also tie it into slavery. We'll tie it also into the caste system anyway. We'll tie it also into what happens to the Aboriginal people's families. Also you do it any way you want African to, but here's the explain humanism. to me what African humanism. humanism and then you'll get on to anything right. else. What's African humanism? The main sweep of the human family comes out of the Sun Belt. Scientific documentation has established that the earliest human, humanism, human comes out of Africa experience millions of years ago. Scientific data and information, Lucy, etc scientific data and information over the last 20 years has established that modern humans, homo sapiens sapiens, comes out of the absolute Now, The latest example is in, in the popular culture, and the latest example was Newsweek uh, January 88, dealing with the search for Adam and Eve. Scientists explore a controversial theory on man's origin. The only reason why this is controversial is that its root is in the scientific data takes us back to Africa. If the scientific data took us to Europe, it wouldn't be controversial. If the scientific data took us to Japan, it wouldn't be controversial. It's controversial because it establishes the African origin of humankind in the modern dimension. What the study is, white scholars, who some women, study the set of 147 women from around the world, all sizes, all races, all ages. They study the microtonic DNA which gives them a genetic clue, and all of the 147 women facing the microscopic DNA go back to one African woman 200 plus thousand years ago. That's what this comic relief is. It refers to a scientific study, which deals with human origin. Human origin in Africa, in the sun. It is because of the sun that we are blessed. I tell our students, because most of them are Christians, some are Jews, some are Muslims. Up, to think of your Religious and cultural tradition As something that's aside Those are beliefs, faith that you have it. Think of history and science as another dimension So you have the two poles You have history and science at one pole You have your faith and your religion at another pole And you have to interact those two As you get to the measure of truth But tell me what African humanism is. is People in the start Basic conception. People in the sun, particularly living along river valleys, have to learn to harmonize with the laws of nature. If I'm sitting along my river valley of the Nile, and the Nile River Valley, through the millennia, overflows, and if i got any thoughts, when the river starts to overflow, I'm going to move out of the way and go to higher ground. After a period of time, you know, if I'm observing nature, I observed that when that now starts to rise, at night there's a certain set of stars in this position. And then when that now starts to overflow after four months, there's a certain set of stars in this position. And then after the Nile has been fertile and it's received, there's night a certain set of stars a day. Then after I plant my crop, and within a few months I'm ready for harvest, the certain
5: set of stars a day.
0: Then I began to see order in the universe as well as order in my particular circumstance, and I began to study this order and began to harmonize with it. That's African humanism. That's getting I have to, I have to you know, uh, try to uh, understand it. Are you saying that uh, people who uh, live uh, in the uh, temperate zone, uh, not in Africa, that they don't have rivers and valleys and stars in the sky and that they don't go through the same experience so in what way is the african experience i am trying to different. explain it and you okay. just don't have the patience so you no i have patience. cognitive I have i feel it okay I, I'm trying from here, Johnson, but he should not have system. it. Okay, I, relax. I, I want to understand you're it. Relax. Him. Out of well, that's why. Ever Everybody told me, so how can you even go down there? I said, look, this is the method. If I can even compute,
2: now, well, I can understand it. I want to ask,
0: ask. Uh, uh, right. Okay, right. yes, because I appreciate your spirit. I feel you Now, what you're thinking is a kind of Hegelian concept. And which is the European concept, the are you know, triangle. Right. And what you have done is a typical European inability for critical thinking. A perfect example. The inability of the Europeans to think critically. That's why eventually we're going to get to this lesson. If you have only the European experience as a reference point, you can only bring up the European experience in the analysis. The concepts that Hegel had have their roots in the concepts that Aristotle had and the concept that Plato had, dealing with the laws of opposites. The concept of the law of opposites is rooted into the moral and ethical and philosophical belief system of the Africans of the Nile. They built their whole culture around the concept of the law of opposites. So we've got to trace Hegel's idea back through the Muslim development of intellectual prowess in the Middle Ages, back through, and they became the neoclassicist Greeks. They brought Greece to modern Europe, back through the Greeks themselves who sat at the feet of the Africans and went to the great lodge of Luxor to learn the very things that they contributed to the culture of civilization. So when we take the Hegelian concept of thesis and synthesis and synthesis as coming out of the concept of the law of the opposites, it has a deep, deep absence. But that's why I said we've got to get some scholars together to discuss some of these things. We can't, but yeah, I don't understand what African okay. humanism now, is yet. This, did, I, did I make a point oh, yeah, I at all? Okay. Now, I'm under my palm tree, observing the laws of nature in the sky. So I began to say, wow, there is a beneficent spirit in the universe. Some force must be greater than me, godly. Then I observe human nature. Me and my wife, under our palm tree at night, we get together. And the laws of nature take place, and we make love. Then there's a watering. I pass some watering onto her. At this time, at night, that certain set of stars are here. After a period of time, she begins to grow in her inner part, and a certain set of stars are there. After nine months, there is a crop, meaning the birth and a certain, when a certain set of stars are there. I began to relate the order, the positive order of the universe with the order and godliness of life, and began to see in the human family that there is this spiritualness. And so, when we talk about humanism, we're saying being able to see the values of the spirit everywhere. That did not exist in the temperate zone thing. It's yeah. Yeah. different. It's different. So you want to make a temperate? I'm not going to let you make a
1: temperate. Edward. it anything no. you want. You're going to make it what it was. What was it? Now, melanin, the sun, makes us black. So for people to fool me about sun people is really ridiculous. The reason why I we're black is
0: not because it was a curse of ham or because of some other things. we were black because of the sun. People of color are what they are because of the sun. So we can't say that they are sun people. They are that color because everybody has to have melanin. Melanin is a, a, a neural melanin and epidermal melanin are necessary for survival on the planet. Neuromelanin melanin is is largely responsible for much of our inner development brain uh, uh spinal column nervous system has a heavy concentration of melanin neural melanin. But if you are in an existence in which the rays of the sun are not a major factor of your life, then melanin becomes a burden that you do not need and you shed it when the ice age the wormian ice age W-U-R-S descended on Europe, and it was in Europe for 90,000 years, 100,000 B.C., thereabouts, until seven or 8,000 B.C. The ice was the dominant factor in the ecology of Europe, not the overflow of the Nile, not the sun that was the case in the Nile, or in the Tigris, or in the Indus Valley, or in the uh, Yellow River Valley. In Europe, the ice was the major ecological factor. You did not need melanin, so you lose the melanin. At least we need to look at this in the scientific dimension. You have, in order to survive in Europe, you've got to have rock shelters or caves. Otherwise, you can't sleep out under a palm tree. You would freeze to death. And, but look how this is interpreted or misinterpreted. The way we were. We already have a Time magazine that shows that America is moving toward the browning of America, so we will we not even able to be able to say the way we were pretty soon. But at any rate, um, we can say the way we were. I think this is a Time um, our I say heritage, language, art, fashion, and the family. So what we want to look at in a systematic, scientific way as much as we can, in at least a critical or analytical way, is the sweep of human history. The sweep of human history out of the Southern Cradle and the sweep of human history out of the Northern Cradle. One of our greatest scholars, Dr. Dio, has developed this in his book, Civilization of Barbarism, one of the greatest books written. These are two books, the way. By this scholar. This one I'm having translated in English. I was able to get a uh, $7,000 grant. This is how his president gave me this. Now, it's taken a right. year. It was published in France uh, in 81. It deals with the theory of the northern cradle and southern cradle, scientific data. Uh, he was a physicist, historian, a linguist, one of the great minds of the planet. When I was with the World Council of Churches in Geneva in 83, I was events in South Africa, I tried to translate the book. But it is just too scientific. And I was too busy with monster events in South Africa. So we were able to get somebody, French speaking, to translate. It's going to be coming out within a couple of months, and we're going to have major topics around it. But the thesis or the theory is not some off the wall mess. I'm telling my students it makes better sense to have an understanding of the northern cradle and the southern cradle than to have a concept where you have the have not and okay, the have, or the evil that. and the devil. In other words, Professor White Arthur, folks being the chosen, and Professor Let me see if the, I can understand. Yes. You're saying uh, that uh, in uh, the uh, Sun area, Sun Belt, however you want to refer to it, so basically uh, Africa, uh, that. No, Africa,
5: Africa
0: uh, so Southern that Asia, Asia. Southern uh, Asia. Oh, uh, the Middle of okay. right. so, right. so America. So when you're talking about African humanism, you are not limiting it to Africa. You're talking about. That's
7: well, why I say some people. Okay. Because you yeah. want to the right. oh, I
0: understand that. Okay. And that those people um, have a special experience uh, which uh, gives them a greater understanding of life, uh, God, um, uh, the uh, stars, and all of the, the natural laws of the universe, as opposed to the so-called ice people uh, who were more... Uh, involved with what you refer to as European materialism, meaning finding ways to cope the with the ice age and to the survive. The is that what you're saying? Yeah. The so what we're talking okay, about is a okay. system. Okay. And so, so therefore... not a the question of race. It's a question
5: of value. And there, and there are two and different value systems that arose. arose
0: as now explain to me what the value system is okay. of the sun people okay. compared well, with the value system of the planet. ice people. What well, we say in elections lecture is... That the value system of African humanism is centered around things spiritual. That there's an attempt to see a oneness in the universe. That there's a spirit force in the trees. There's a spirit force in the bees. There's a spirit force in human life. There's a spirit force in the cosmos. There's a spiritual unity. The value system coming out of the ice is a value system centered around a very, very rudimentary survival. Focus on things, particularly problems. So I tell the students, look at three things. Look at the individual, when you make this analysis critically, and you go to the top of the pyramid to evaluate it. Look at the family, and look at land. The individual, for some people, is viewed as a spiritual extension of each other. For example, the African. When a a child is born, it not only has its biological mother, but the mother who produced the child brings fathers for the child by her brothers. That in many African societies, the uncles provide the father responsibility for the child. So the child not only has a biological father, the child's father and his brothers, he has multiple fathers through his mother's side. He not only has a biological mother, but every mother in the compound. If there were twelve mothers in the compound, all of those women in the compound. Are the mothers of that child. So there's just another spiritual dimension that the individual sees himself as communally linked to another. Within a survival culture, it is me. I've got to survive. And my little clan, it is not a larger thing. Okay, I want to try to see if I understand. He's saying that uh, the Sun people. Uh, believe in the concept of the extended family with multiple fathers for a child, biological and uh, those uh, who are simply uh, there as a result of uh, their relationship uh, with the mother, uh, as opposed uh, to the society folks uh, who are. Uh, could I use the word uh, nuclear family? Who you that's what that's, we say. Is that acceptable? Not that's what we, we say. We say the other people are, are uh nuclear family, yeah. you know, a husband, a wife, a uh, child, a special relationship right. there, which does out. not uh, have the same extension right. uh, to others. Is that a fair yeah. statement of right. your position? And if you have okay. the ecology of the case yeah. and the space and place of the case, you have limited. Okay. Now, okay. now, now, what we, now, what we have uh, now uh, in America is uh, we have... Uh, in many cases, lost the nuclear family, isn't it so? That's why people are having a damn trouble with their heads. Is that good or bad not to have the nuclear family? You can't survive with a nuclear family. You
5: cannot. No. So you you think can that, only be
0: used and abused. So that you think now that uh, the situation where upwards of 80% of um, uh, children are uh, born out of wedlock in some parts of our town, is that good or bad? Yes, you know what the hell it is. You shouldn't even ask me that. It is not good, and we can reverse that process by instilling in people African values. With it's we not can,
5: good. It is not it, good. It's it a disaster. Is,
0: but I'm telling oh, that it's well, a disaster. It comes out of a materialistic value system. Would well, well, that, for example, the nuclear family say that there should be a father, a husband, and a mother, yeah. as but, opposed to but, the extended but, family where you have not only the biological father, you have all these other fathers? Right. But let's look at the materialistic right. value. Yeah. That had led to the destruction of families. Morningham was trying to point to it years ago. People weren't paying much attention. But if materialistically, we say support from the society to help a family has to be only to the mother and the child, and that any male factor in her life has to be removed from her. The biological father, whether they're married or not, cannot be there. The rest of the family, the grandfathers, the uncles that are part of her extended family, cannot be there. Otherwise, she can't get the support. Since I lived in Europe for a couple of years, went back there to spend another year in Geneva, Europeans had a system of family allocation, particularly in northern Europe, but they also had in France. Because of World War II, the devastation of the family structure, when they gave welfare, it was to reinforce the family. You gave the money to pull the family together again. We have a welfare system which was designed policy that monies and support given to a mother having a child meant that the family structure around her had to fade away and we've institutionalized the destruction of the families around these materialist relationships. Okay. So I'm saying if we want okay. to reinforce how we survive out of slavery, how African peoples moved up from slavery, and had my it. My grandfather moved from uh, Virginia, and he came up to North New Jersey, and he became oh, and a... And I ask you one last question, because I have a... We have to bring this to the conclusion. Uh, there is now a... Uh, if I understand but, it correctly... But, uh, and look at this. I understand that. Mr. Mayor, look at this. Yeah. The duality of the male and female principle it. is at the center I, I, of I the <laughs> African value system. The domination of the male principle is at the center of the European value system because of the premium put on the physical strength in the case. <laughs> uh, uh, am I correct that there is uh, some kind of hearing that uh, the uh, president of uh, CCNY has initiated uh, that involves both you and Professor Levin, or is it just Professor no, Levin? Professor Levin is they won't separate us. I'm saying, is there a hearing now? Critique me, go into my classes. Right. Yes, yeah. but they don't separate me from Levin. Is, the, is there yes. a proceeding? Okay. But there's already no. been one. I see, it, no,
6: and, see and that's what, and worked. what was no, the no, outcome no. of
0: the. Year. So it's still going on. Oh, okay. But they've already had a hearing on me. Okay. Now, do you. No, but Ed, I'm saying last year, he has in that article, yeah. he mentioned yeah. last year they had a hearing on me. Yeah. Well, it didn't even relate to, okay. to Levin. Okay. Okay. They had a hearing. With the deans, yes. and with the provost, yes. okay. and the four hours, they, they find a damn thing. They, they, couldn't find not with with, they could not they couldn't they deal, couldn't with deal with it. They could not. They could deal with it. Okay. The provost yes. declared herself black at the meeting. Yes. She re- went home in tears, cried for two days, yes. and resigned the next okay. because she had been asked to yes. head yes. up a witch hunt. Okay. Right. Now my question is, do you believe this book that the Ice Man has, you has been hidden from? This book is you can't get this. Ed Koch, Johnson, take this down. Try to obtain this book. In Rockefeller Center is at our press. No, start. this is under lock and key. Okay. I can get you a Xerox. I'll bring it back right. down. This book is not available in All right. Okay. You may be able to get a copy in Canada. They don't want to deal with the ice heritage of okay. the band. Now, do you believe that Professor Levin and you each has the right, uh, without losing, without losing, no, without losing no, no need to explain it? To Professor Levin has the right what? to
2: say anything That's he wants. He has the right to he do that. And yes. do,
0: too. He right. has the right. And yeah. so there's no question about that. So right. it's stupid for people to even say it. And I told the faculty council, I said, my problem is not Professor Levin. Levin can say everything he wants. I said, I'm not even challenging him. My challenge yeah. and what I would like to take on is your whole tradition of intellectual and Large enough to accommodate radicals on the left and radicals on the right, mm-hmm. that the vast majority of Democrats who vote for the Democratic Party and are registered as Democrats are mainstream, right. and their views are mainstream on a whole host of issues. That you can talk about. But for whatever reason, we allow the party structure be seized by the radicals primarily on the left
5: Mm -hmm.
0: and regrettably the uh, mainstream democrat does not come out in the primary itself in large enough numbers commensurate with their numbers in the party Mm -hmm. so the party structures are dominated by uh, those on the left in our party and then those on the left who come out and vote are greater than their actual uh proportion of the party itself. Therefore we have a double whammy. <laughs> okay. yeah.
1: Have you proposed changes Me, in the party structure? I I have participated in in the two formal uh Uh, a series of meetings
0: after uh, the, the first two presidential defeats, the defeat of uh, Carter, uh, the defeat of Mondale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not participated in anything concerning the defeat of uh, the Congress, although I my opinion. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody asked me to come to the third right. one. How mm-hmm. about the structure itself? I so, have not participated there, but I, the the, uh, the uh, structure um, is in I'm not an expert on this, so I'd I rather right, sure. uh, you know, say point to particular things. But just reading the overall aspect, they bow to the will of Jesse Jackson in a number of cases to uh, make him someone who is more tractable mm-hmm. you know, from their point of view. Um, and he is a
5: major figure in Democratic Party
1: Um, You know, it's uh, on the top.
3: It is not as though all these liberals in in one. Would you like fluffy or is okay? That's the end of that, family. That's the end of that right there. Brother Leonard Jeffrey. Hold on, hold on. One more, feel Let me get it. Let me get so it. Real quick. All right, Black Power. Black Power. Black Power. But Leonard Jeffrey dropping that heat, chopping up, chopping up the man. You know the cracker. You know the cracker act. He, he plays like he knows nothing at all,
1: which was good. So Leonard Jeffrey be able to. Chopping more um, now. So, you know, any uh, commentary, anything anybody wants, you know? I was just, I was peeping the dialogue, you know what I'm saying? It's probably clear. You know what I'm saying, bb 48 black
8: power, man. That's right.
3: What's going on,
8: BB4? Oh, I'm chilling. Oh. Speaking of dialogue, man, you could, you know, from what I was hearing, it was like, you know what I'm saying? The motherfucking, uh, the interviewer, you know what I'm saying? The beast already had an agenda. He was trying to box Leonard Jeffries into specific statements, you know what I'm saying? But Leonard Jeffries was like, hold up, hold up, listen to what I'm saying. I'm giving you a, a holistic perspective on this shit so you can really get the understanding of what I'm trying to say. But he wasn't trying to really hear that. Was yeah, that was, that,
5: was, uh, that was
3: the former mayor of New York City, Ed Cox. And what happened uh, was is that, um... Ed
8: Finney Yeah,
3: Ed Cox. Fag,
8: you, know, and,
3: you know, at this time, you know what I'm saying, you know, Leonard Jeffries, and there was, they was on fire in New York, you know what I mean, putting out all, all right. types of information, and they just basically was, you know, pretty much wasn't liked for that, you know what I mean? So they was always mm-hmm. under attack, and, um... He made a statement about Mayor Ed Cox. Ed Cox went out and took a picture in front of the pyramids and was like, and had a, uh, a, little, a little quote with it saying, look at what my people done. look at what my people built, right?
5: Uh-huh. You
3: know yeah. what I'm saying? And so um, Ed Cox wanted to speak to Leonard Jeffries, but he was like, yo, man, I can't come talk to you until you give our people our pyramids back. And so, at was like, what you mean by that? Like, he's like, yo, listen, you know, you took a picture in front of the pyramid. So I'm Did you people I can't have no conversation with you. So this is uh, this is the this is the the, the situation where they was at, where you know they finally sat down about you know about some of the things that Leonard Jeffries had been, Dr. Leonard Jeffries, elder, and Dr. Leonard Jeffries, you know, had been putting out to the people lately the information that you heard drop. The Jews about the, you know, Statue of Liberty. You know what I mean? The Jews about Melanie. The Jews oh, about the motherfucking slave trade.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I mean? You were putting mm-hmm. that type of and this early, this early 90s. You putting that type of information out, man, you know, you, you know, you're under attack. Yeah.
8: public number one. Now, would you say in the dialogue, Cox kind of pretended to be neutral, as if he wanted to get information. He wanted to get a, a, a whole perspective from Doctor Jeffries, or would you say he was pretty much trying to, you know, what I'm saying, prove get get Doctor Jeff, Jeffries to say something that would back his original position.
3: Right, you know that was you know that's what he had. He already had the agenda set up. You know that. Yeah, okay, agenda that. set up already. He really didn't want to know the answers. He really did. Ain't he a homosexual, too, Cox? If I Why wouldn't he be? That's my yeah. question. <laughs> <No>. Why wouldn't <laughs> You
8: know
5: what
3: I mean? <laughs>
5: That's what just like put, that.
3: That, up,
8: that right there just adds a little bit more perspective on where this nigga's mind state would even, even be at. You know what I'm saying? As far as just letting you know the character of this motherfucker. First of all, nigga, you're not even, you know what I'm saying? You're not even... Uh, not in, in, in the mind state of being able to know that male and female anatomy is supposed to go together. Now you kind of debate shit about Kemet and say your people built some shit. And this Some of the some of the structures that he was, that them pyramids, not only do they have a cultural meaning in the sense of speaking about higher levels of, of spirituality, but all the concepts coming out of Kemet encompass. Uh, a a a a a complementary concept of male and female that's the science behind like he was talking about when the man would impregnate the woman and uh uh you the, the child coming forth you know what i'm saying would be the fruit that would be that would that would be you know what i'm saying making the, the 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 connection with the cosmology the sun more than the stars and, and, and nature as far as, you know what I'm saying, planting the seed and, and the you know, that coming forth, bringing fruit, you know what I'm saying? So the concept of everything coming through the Nile Valley is the concept of male and female complementary properties and concept of energy. So without that, you don't grasp that, you can't grasp nothing that goes along with that culture from my perspective. No, I where you're
3: coming from. Um, you know, as I said, you know, just listening to it, you can see how Dr. Lynn Jeffers, you know, just um, massively handled the devil and understood where the devil was coming from. He already knew that he really didn't want the information because this is being taped at the same time. You feel me? hmm You know what I'm saying? So, God so know that since it's being taped right now, this is going to go out. And he don't want to have that type of information being said in the room at the same time that his ears got to pick it up, where he chooses wow. whether to defend it or not. You know what wow. I'm saying? So he don't even want to be in the room with with Linda Jeffries, really breaking down how them Jews was in the slave trade. He don't want to be a part of that.
1: Mm. So he's he don't want helping,
3: to help Yeah, he don't want to he's help him. there and, and not respond properly in the way that he? he do think he's supposed to respond it.
8: No doubt, and he hoping Leonard Jeffries was on some sucker type shit and wouldn't be even be able to uh, uh, disseminate the information in a structured format where you could tell everything he's saying is pretty much factually documented. You know what I'm saying? Catch a motherfucker in there who really ain't on his and Qs and not thorough, thoroughly versed. They could get in a situation like that and, and kind of you know fumble. You feel me? Oh, because Leonard, Leonard Jeffrey's thorough enough to hold his weight in those types of uh those types of formats and shit, I mean, you know what I mean? He's been known for debate and shit. This shit, like you said, he was shooting darts the whole time. Your boy was trying to shake him up and throw him off his square, but he, he couldn't do it. And Jeffrey's is too, too, too well versed. Plus, he's been around the vet, i.e., uh, him, Doctor Clark, i.e., Doctor Ben. you're not gonna you're not gonna catch him slipping up nothing like that.
3: You got a cognitive dissonance thinking. something wrong with you. <laughs> Fucking the fuck out, hey, co- What's going on? You're to have the patience, man. You're gonna show some patience here, man. you got gonna sit back and grab what I'm saying, man. You say you want the answers, then you don't want the answers. No,
8: bro, it's worth it. Black want, Power for the family, family man.
3: man. Oh, Black Power, high.
9: Back out to the family, man. I just want—I <clears throat> just want to make a quick statement, man. Uh, you—you you a touched on something, brother, boy, man. How, how 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 the elders was coming under fire, man, for bringing out that information. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing we got. I just feel like we gotta always remember and honor, man, because I I know that I know that you know what I'm saying. Doctor Frances Quest Wilson, uh, she also came under the same fire when she was dealing with the melanin and stuff, and and today. This is facts and this is facts and knowledge that we kick around so so easily, you know what I'm saying? But we gotta remember, man, the the, the work that the ancestors put in for us, man. I mean, that the elders put in for us, you know, and ancestors to goddamn me be able for we to be able to speak on it like that. You did, cause you're right, man. They did. They was coming under fire for putting in that mother, putting in that work, and putting in that knowledge about motherfucking melanin, man. That power.
3: Black power. Right, you're totally right. You know what I mean? They don't. It was, you know, people lost. People lost everything. Some people lost everything. they just trying to accumulate information to be able to wake us to fuck up. They told them. They told us they had a Harlem Renaissance. It wasn't up number the big dance party? They put us to sleep.
1: I say.
6: So. I think uh Black Power, BB for Oh yeah. Uh that video right. he posted with Steve Coakley versus uh, the Coon Larry Elder when he uh threw out there that the Harlem Renaissance was really um a diversion tactic to pull our people away from Marcus Garvey and I never looked at it that way before and, and that's that really um Stuck with me after hearing Steve Coakley say that. Did say that shit, y'all. He sure enough did say that.
3: And if you look back and look at it, man, it looks exactly. like it's a diversion.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly what it was. Not only that, too,
8: when I really be peeping that shit out, that was the be that was one of the. Uh, First, um that was one of the that was some of the beginning of them pushing the feminization and the homosexuality in on motherfuckers. When you got a, a black man who's a warrior, you got him dancing and saying poetry and all that shit, like, you know, that's not necessarily, you know what I mean,
4: a warrior's
8: uh activity in the sense of when you in a war, when you in a war you got war, especially at the time they was getting attacked like they
3: was back then. You got a
8: nigga dancing and singing and shit to Paul Robeson.
1: But Elton
3: did. Look at what else it did, though. It put us mm-hmm. into entertainment. See, and that was the entertainment push. It took our jobs. See, remember that we were losing jobs because crackers were unionizing.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, you still got to, You need to open up a field for them to go into. So what we going to do? Let's open up the entertainment field. We'll make these niggas can tap and dance all over the place. They happy. We go to the entertainment field, love, love dance and, and make noise and make music, and they'll make money doing that. Mm-hmm.
6: Which really,
8: which hey? is
6: Um, I was going to say, um, I think it also, which was very harmful, it was a proponent of integration. Marcus Garvey was not an integrationalist. The Harlem Renaissance. Was integration Crack a piece on them spots Barbara Mm -hmm. Walters That's how that bitch come from uh, Having a good life Her father Was one of them motherfuckers You know And it is there that White people would come in And be amongst our people But uh, You go past 110 Then it's some different shit
3: well, Bobby Womack
6: said, "One You know, I started thinking of that movie, uh, Jackie Brown. Uh huh. uh-huh,
1: Oh yeah, that's Bobby Womack.
6: Yeah.
8: I think Hoodlum did a showed a good depiction of what was going on during that time too. In the movie Hoodlum.
1: With Larry Fishburne, Lawrence Fishburne. I saying like, I don't
8: think it, it would have been the Harlem Renaissance. It wouldn't have been such a bad thing if our people had ownership of, you know what I'm saying, the infrastructure of that shit. But due to the fact that it was pretty much like shit going down, niggas playing ball, all the owners is white, commissioners is white, and we just pretty much, you know what I'm saying?
3: Just part of the use of a cause. And, feel and, me? You know what I'm saying? You just plug in. We just plug in. You know what I'm saying? We got the plug to fuck out, but yeah, now? You, you definitely right. It already be a set context. You know what I mean? And that's what we saying. That's what was going on in the interview with. Uh, at it's already a set context going on. He already he 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 had already seen the information that he had given him. He just wanted to hear him explain it. Explain this to me. He had seen the shit. He already knew what he was going to ask him. So you know, you think this is the mayor of New York City? These motherfuckers got enough people to do due diligence on everything that this shit means. And he's not a, just a slow Jew sitting in here. He's not that dumb. So he had a grasp of what the fuck um, Linda Jeffries was saying and knew that Linda Jeffries was saying that black people were superior. What was he going to say to him? Like, see him like that. <laughs> It's good to not know, know that, look, man, this is the information. You got to look at the information, that what it saying, and y'all drew the conclusion. It ain't my fault that you draw the conclusion that black people are superior. No I can say it. I'm just saying, this is what the information say This is what the scientists say. So, hey, if at the end of the day, y'all saying that it's saying that we're superior because I'm stating the information that I got to do that shit. I'm just saying this.
8: But then, like sometimes you got to be careful though, because Whitey's slick, man. They get you to start giving them intricate, like when he was telling him about the, he like tell me about this, 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 this uh, African humanism. You see, what I'm saying, because they be trying to study us to a point where they can try to predict and cut off different part- points of development for us. See, they don't be knowing how that shit. Is, is 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 they don't know how to define it, and they don't know how we implement it. So then, when you giving them too much info, like yeah, we we do this, we operate off the sun and the family unit. Then what they doing? They using that information to plot in the future, how to knock your ass the fuck on off. Sometimes
3: them
5: not knowing sure
3: due diligence. Leonard Jeffries know Leonard Jeffries getting information. He know that the white people know this shit. Right. Yeah. He know they know. These motherfuckers know. He know they know. But this mm-hmm. is what they, This is an interview on record. This is for mm-hmm. the record. So when you putting this on the record, I got to put this on the record. And you see how long, see, it's not that, And that's why Ed Cox kept asking him over and over, hold up, man. Can you describe this? Because he was describing it, but Ed Cox couldn't understand it because he ain't got no melanin to understand what the mm-hmm. fuck he's saying. So now he got to start all over and say this shit all over again, get back to it, because you don't want to shut the fuck up. But he, these motherfuckers, nah, those crackers, I'm telling you, that cracker is, the motherfuckers is multi-millionaire crackers, man. They got motherfuckers in there doing due diligence on every single thing that you said. Every, they got your motherfucking syllabus. They got every goddamn book that you say to read. They got them shits already, man. They ain't. They, they not slow. They the ones. They the ones publishing the shit. They got the ISBN numbers. We know who the fuck did that. Well, hold up, man. What work is he God damn it. See, we gonna have to stop publishing this shit.
4: Not just that, brother. Boy. um, the 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 cracker was more or less more. He was so frustrated with the comments and the statements that we were superior than him, and and the minute he heard that, his fucking ears shut off he went blind and and he couldn't say nothing else other than defense of his ignorance. And then when he went into interviewing Professor uh Jeffreys, the Jeffries was citing crackers that was in his circle.
3: hmm
4: mm-hmm. See white blindness is really white ignorance. Because white people feel pertinent that they don't have to learn certain shit about certain culture. I go through that shit every day well I did when I was in anthropology, you know you know what I mean? where you had Europeans who would get into that type of science. And Europeans, they involve themselves in a lot of social sciences, and they don't get into it for the real object of learning something from it. They get into it really because it's a, a social science that they can benefit from.
6: And they feel that it's
4: a, it's, a, it's something that they can give their opinion on, more or less so they're honest observation. You see what I'm saying? Yeah.
5: It's,
4: like, it's, like, it's like you can base your individual experience on people as one thing. But the the general experience of people, it could be totally another, right? Like I can sit up here and say, oh, you know, hey, man, I have no problem with white people, buddy, okay? These white people are our friends and so forth. And based on my personal experience, I have never seen any racist white people. But see, that would be my personal experience. But then again, I would have to also check myself and say, but I wouldn't limit that experience to say that it's not going on. You see what I'm saying?
5: Mm-hmm.
4: See, for Europeans, <laughs> that, was a, that was a classic case of how Europeans attack you for speaking the truth without them having no knowledge of it. And when you start giving them knowledge of it, they cut you. I deal with that shit all the time. With, I wouldn't even call them peer students when I was in college, but they was just cracking students who was just, they couldn't, it was so fast, the notion, it was just so past them. That they couldn't even take it, in, it, it it's for what it was. Probably because I was saying it, and I'm a black man was saying it. But then when I had display, when they got when I had time to explain myself, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. when they see where I'm going, then they'll cut your wisdom off. I don't want to hear about melanin. I don't want to hear about that, Minkara. Uh, <laughs> I don't hear about that. They'll change the subject because it's not. See, they like to they like to have subjects that are self uh, self serving. Yeah of aggrandizing. And see when you when they did when you're dealing with an African that's not compromising and and, and and see savagery don't have patience. Because time is not on their side. And time is solar. Right? Mm-hmm. All you need to know all you need to know from African culture is that we are blessed with melanin and melanin is a relationship with the sun, and the sun is time, right? Mm-hmm. So our enemies, they want a rushed empire. You see what I'm saying? They want it now. They want that thousand-year empire. And that that same uh, 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 impatience, like a lot of our people suffer from it. You know what I mean? Like when you're talking to youngsters, they're impatient because society's impatient. for the maker of
3: there
4: was somebody moving
8: around, moving something up against the up against their phone or something. So, yeah, that's me. My bad, brother. Griff, my fault. I'm about to mute my shit right now. All
4: right. All right. But y'all, all I was saying, I don't want to take too much time. All I was saying though is that the impatience. You see what I mean? He wanted Professor Griff to admit or omit his ignorance very fast, so he could prove his Eurocentric point. But when, when he wasn't yielding, when he was remaining calm, that's the best thing you can do for a cracker. It's because they think at the end of the discussion, if they change their emotion, they can bring the your, the emotion out of you and thus trigger your emotion, and then they win the discussion regardless of facts. Like what Brother Tim was saying earlier on the show, when he said that, uh, if you notice, Europeans don't Europeans want to feel comfortable or want you to make them feel comfortable about their savagery. So, what Brother Tim said when he was on the show, he said, Here it is, these crackers felt the nerve to give him a raise. And it was the crackers who put down how good he was doing this, this, and this, and that. And when he brought to the attention that, well, if I was doing so good, why the fuck y'all only give me like a 5% increase in my raise? And the cracker bitch said, You're making me feel uncomfortable. You see what I'm saying? That's exactly what's going on right now, where where you have to, you know what I mean, make Europeans feel comfortable what's going on. So there has to be somebody saying, well, if we would just get this together and we would just get that together, you know. It could be all right. Yeah, we'll be all right. Maybe if we dressed a little better. If niggas ain't succeeding in America because niggas ain't wearing suits. And if every nigga had at least three suits in his closet, man, shit, man, we could take this motherfucker off. <laughs> that shit ain't finna happen. Ah,
3: yo, you fucking sick with that. I, yo, just hear you say that now, that's
4: so But take it to look at it from this perspective. To prove how what, what, what the brother was saying in that context, Europeans making Europeans feel comfortable. Europeans are more comfortable with, uh, with black men wearing pink shirts, being homosexual. Wearing high heels, than a nigga wearing a daishiki, for example, because like Professor uh, uh, Jeffrey pointed out, in his the minute a nigga says or or or, or a black person says we want to uh, have history from an African perspective, the first thing that goes off a European head is oh he he doesn't want to go to the program. You know what I'm saying? And We're not saying we racist. We're not saying we anti this. We anti that. We just saying hey man, we are gonna look at things from an African world perspective. And we automatically put in category because they don't have the patience or time to analyze shit. You see what I'm saying? Because in their white supremacy, they they send, the European created fast food. See what I'm saying? <laughs> right? Good. Food. Everything takes the African knows everything takes time, even food to make. Right? But yeah, you know, I'm giving you an analogy. Even the US the European mind, in his impatience, he created the notion of fast food. So he wants to be the one to rush good things into being, and that's not what's going to happen. And in the case with Leonard Jeffrey's serving that cracker, you know, it just shows you the the uh, the, the uh, techniques used by the European. If anything, I'm
6: Brother Bourne, is that
3: on YouTube? No, brother. No, he gave that to me. He gave that to me when I was at the when I seen him at the airport. He gave that to me out of his bag in the airport. That's respect. I was like, yo, I was, I was happy as hell. He was like, yo, hold on one second. And went to his bag, cause I talked cause this, we were we talking, and that came up. This conversation, um, his response to Mayor Aycock about the pyramids came up in the conversation. I said something to him about that, and so you know, we just still was talking, waiting for the bags to come, because like I said, we was on the same flight, but we waiting for the luggage to come and shit, Um, and then he like, yo, he like, hold on one second, and he went over to his bag, my came back and was like, uh-huh, then you go, fine, I I looked, he was like, yeah, that's just a conversation between me and him, I was like, oh, I hell yeah, I how like, hell yeah, <laughs> do that in my pocket ASAP, thank you very much, thank you very much, very, very much. That made me feel happy about doing you know saying, cause you know that just made me. That made me feel happy about um, you know, just putting in a, a little thing for him. But so that made me feel good. I was like, damn, son, that's what that's what's up right there, man. One good term deserves another, cause I did a gratitude to him that I didn't even just. I wasn't. I didn't want nothing back. I didn't even expect to even see him um, when I got off the plane, cause I knew that I was getting off the plane last. I expect that he had been already gone. So, you know, the ancestors were working with us. He let me know he was 79 years young, about to go to Ethiopia um, for a little conference, you know what I mean? Family building up, starting to do everything, all black, no crackers involved, you know what I mean? So, you know, um, you know, we, we just chopped it up a little bit, you know, on on just uh, how we were, just, just, just life. A
5: nice
9: little conversation. It's crazy, man, cause it's, it's really—it was probably just a coincidence that he had that with him. Probably ain't just walk around with with that with him all the time, you know. what I'm saying, you know, That that's the ancestors at work
3: right there, man. Black power, man. Already black power. I ain't even think about that.
1: Bro, for you to
9: even know that, they had to show them that you had goddamn really been knowledgeable, bro, about the shit. You see? Shit. Yeah. That's just, man,
3: bro, I could just imagine it, man. That's peace right there, brother boy, man. Real talk, right. man. Hell, sir, when I see them, listen, listen, right? I just vote them a note when I first see them, right? I see them on the plane and shit. I'm like, oh, shit, you don't. Know, yeah, I see the shit mad loud. You know what I mean? And so people around me are like, yo, what the fuck? And so I'm like, yo, I, I'll just snatch my phone and start taking pictures of him. Why he you putting his luggage in the fucking rack? <laughs> right? uh, and so he sits down. But he's, Quite a he's a couple rolls rows in front of me and shit. So I'm like, damn. I'm like, yo, I'm going to catch him. So at first I'm, I'm in there nodding and miss the motherfucking the people with the food cart because I could have stopped them. So I take a piece of fucking some flight paper, I'm writing on top of writing. I just wrote him a note to tell him that I appreciate, you know what I'm saying, everything that he done, you know, just the work that he done put out. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, and just a little note like that, you know what I mean? Boom, folded it up, you know what I'm saying? And, and paid for it. And hit him off, and boom, and just and went through it like that. And gave it to the found to the stewardess. Like, yo, listen, get it to, to the elder in the front. You know what I'm saying? She knew exactly what I was talking about, too. <laughs> I was right there, right? So she went up there and gave it to him. Boom. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I seen him reading it. I was like, alright, he ain't throwing it in the trash. Then when he got off the plane, he turned around, though, no looking to see who, who sent the note. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing the black power, black power. You know what I'm saying? They're the defense. And he was like, all right, you We're know I mean? in business, this, man. We you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, nah, I told him my power, you know what I'm saying? Fuck that. You know, we all do shit. <laughs> what else I'm to say? <laughs> that's, that's the L. That's how you live in Jeffrey, you <laughs> know? <laughs> I'm trying hard. We're in <laughs> business, man. Fuck <laughs> but, but y'all, it's like getting there, baby. Don't worry about it. The L is up here. Don't worry. We got this shit under control. Oh, uh, man. But it was, it was like, I'll say something, son. Hey, y'all, listen, right? I ain't never been like, I really felt starstruck, like. And I, and like, I really, I really admire
1: his work. So, it was a good thing.
3: But yeah, and then he hit me off with that, and we chopped it up for a little while. Um, doctor. But that's 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 what that's what you know. What I'm
9: saying that's the legacy, man. We gotta be goddamn me trying to leave. You know what I'm saying? Thinking when, when when it's thirty, forty years from now, man, and and, and, and the youngsters running to us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's black power right there, bro. That's letting you know my nigga. Your fight, your fight was well
3: fought, man. Mhm. Mhm. And I'm going to say, right, listen, right, me and Brother Lowe was talking, right, we like, yo, you don't get rich. You don't get rich trying to do this. You don't get rich. And you can see the brother ain't getting rich. He's doing this out the love for his people. He ain't getting rich doing this shit. You know what I mean? Real, Not
5: out. real talk.
3: Man. Real talk, man. Yeah, nah, real talk, man. Not flying on the same flight I'm flying on. I'm flying on the motherfucking frontier. This shit is the, the, the low of the low. They got paid 120 for the round trip. This shit ain't got no first class, niggas, all the same, all the same class. Look, get in here. So you know, I, I'm, and I'm looking, I'm like, yeah. Now nah, he not, he ain't got no, he ain't got no, he ain't got no Gators and Gucci, Manucci. You know what I'm saying? That that brown like jacket you see him in, that's what he's wearing. You ever see him like in, yeah, especially nowadays, you see him. He gonna have his brown, black, and it's got like it's black and brown, really. Yeah, like uh, uh it's like it looked like a heavy coupe. It looked like a heavy dashiki. That's what it looked like, but it looked like it's made out of mud cloth. Like that's what he's wearing. You
1: know what I'm saying? Yeah, they got the spot out here in the, in the deep, man. Hey, uh, in Africa, they sell have the little kind of
3: dashiki. Yeah. But yeah, you don't get rich doing this, man. This ain't about games. This ain't the get rich route. You know what I'm saying? Going about freedom for your for your people ain't doing and this ain't the uh, um this ain't gonna be the you know the 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 Jeeps, the Lexus, the beamers and the bands. It ain't gonna be that shit. Bentley, what they call it, Bentley,
1: Bentley, Benz and Beamers. It ain't that. Down yeah, well, um, what's going on out there, brother Cole? you out
3: there, or, or sister McKee? You out there? What y'all think about uh, brother Leonard Jeffries uh, in his discussion with Ed cop? Cole? Um, well, it was semi
9: difficult for me to hear everything, but. Um, from what I heard, what
6: I was able to pick up is that he was, um, he wasn't cutting that cracker, no slack. Um, uh, that cracker kept
9: cutting him off. I was over here laughing. Yeah, you
3: know what and I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, gonna uh-huh. to see about uploading it so then we can all get it. Because, like I said, it's on a CD. So I should be
1: able to do that. I should be able to burn it in. Uploaded the song. A lot of Yeah, but what I can hear sounds like it's a, a pretty good interview. Uh that's that's
5: recent.
3: No, nah, that ain't recent at all. That ain't recent at all. That was when Ed Koch was the mayor. That was like that was nineties. Nineties when this was. Let me make sure. Uh, I don't got the.
1: don't got the date on this. I don't got the date, but this was the nineties. Oh, okay. What was the last year Ed Cox was was
3: mayor?
6: Just to what was the last year? I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say like maybe ninety two. I think Dinkins came in around then. Right. So, um, Dinkins was the mayor with um Gavin Cato. The Jews ran over the seven-year-old boy, Crown Heights, Brooklyn.
1: Yeah, I think it was. It had to be right there, like I said, right there, the ninety. I think
3: because they were talking about the article from '86. So, it cops left 91, 92. This, this was a couple years after that. So, we just, uh, I, I would suspect it was in between
1: 89 and 91. Uh, I, lo- I love y'all accents out there, man. Crown Heights, Brooklyn. I tell you as an Oregon, you know. <laughs> But yeah,
3: it was it was off. It, it was during the time though, right then when that was happening though, it was definitely during the time where they was getting it was it was difficult for them elders. It was difficult for the people who were dropping jewels to really keep being able to put it out there. You know what I mean? They were they was they were losing they was losing a livelihood. Period.
6: Yeah.
3: And right now the like. You know what I'm Right now, the shit that they was putting out, right now we say that shit freely, brother. You know, you know, black, you you definitely right about that, brother. Tim definitely right about that. You know what I'm saying? We, we speak it freely. When they were paying, they were still paying, they still paying the cost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he um, bounced. Um,
6: Eighty nine was his last time. So I guess thinking came in 1990 Some shit <clears throat> But Dr. Linda Jeffries and them um, They had that shit right there at that time um, Where they had came together with this thing called The Curriculum of Inclusion And they was calling out um, New York Ed and shit For the bullshit curriculum That they was uh, teaching our babies And teaching the children In the public school system at that time and it wasn't just them. Like they had got um Dr. Lennon and Jesse, they got like um some oh I, I don't know how else to say but aware they own history type, uh, that was also like um those African well they consider themselves African that spoke hispanol. you know, they came from Puerto Rico, that kind of shit, the Caribbean type thing, um, Hispanics and as well as those that call themselves natives here. It was like they got a whole coalition of people, um, Asians and the whole shit, and they was battling, and them Cracker Jew, Small Hat Beast, they were swinging, you know, you um had a bitch named Diane something, I can't think of the Cracker Beast bitch last name, and Arthur Schlesinger, you know, and um Diane Ravage, some shit like that, and Arthur Schlesinger, and they was... Using New York Times and all of that to get at Dr. Lynn Jeffries and Dr. Clark in them
1: hey They mm-hmm. hate them. They hate them brothers. Because that's putting all that
3: information to you awaken know, your goddamn mind. And, and, and when you get a sense of power, man, that's what you're gonna be powerful. And when you can talk to, and when you can tell the people that they're powerful, what else they gonna? They ain't got no nothing else to do. They have no other choice but to ascertain to that power, which is already in their grind.
6: Okay. City College may not have prestige now because it ain't all Cracker Beach school, but City College is where the Cracker beast, uh bastard Giuliani went for free. Uh, What was the former Cracker governor here? A tacky. You know what I'm saying? So, Dr. Linda Jeffries is the head. You got tenureship there. They're trying to take that away. You got Dr. Ben teaching at one of the crazy prestigious Cracker Bee schools here. Cornell? Oh. How, how did we let that happen? You got Dr. Clark at Hunter College. How did we let this happen?
1: Black Power, man. <laughs> up in there on that bitch ass. (laughs) was going
3: on during that time, you know, right then and there, you know, you you saying that, there was a change over in a lot of different cities. I can remember that that time and we was getting changed over to crack. It was a it was a super crack era. Very much so. Huh?
6: Very much so, yes. At the same time that you had people walking around with X hats on. Yeah. You know, you had public enemy out. Rock him. Cool G rap dropping the street willingness on you. King's son. Oh, come on now. Come on now. King's son, alright. He the reason why Ice Cube couldn't come to New York for a minute. They haven't had a meeting. Chunk D and Nation of Islam. They had to have a get together. Make it peace. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. son was serious, too. Okay, but-
3: Serious. Real G shit. I got this song right now on rotation. What it is to be black. I might play that for
6: y'all.
3: Huh? The nerves
6: was big. It wasn't huh? nothing to see somebody rocking a brother rocking a hat with the star and the crescent. Yellow and black. God.
1: Huh? Yeah, they was.
3: You know they were trying to come back. That's when everybody started to come back. It was it was easier for you to come back because you could see that you saying that. See, that's where you could see that it was a it was a duality in the in the nation of gods and earth. Because even though he how he was rocking that, and I know they let him be talking some Asiatic shit. He wasn't talking no Asiatic shit. He was talking African. Cause you had people rocking African
6: metalian. Shorty, I don't know what it means, but you, you you see it. You know what I'm saying. Had had the the, had had
3: the biggest one In the videos. Brother Doug, <laughs> I used to get video music box. Rob Daniels yeah we used to get the, um, we was getting, what you call it, Fire Freddy early. And we Freddy was getting juke, some type of jukebox shit.
8: Yeah, jukebox.
3: Oh, We was getting the mayor. We was getting the mayor. Uh, the nigga, what's his name? He got the phone.
6: We was getting that shit, too, but we had Ralph McDaniels on on, on the community-type shit radio. That was, uh, like, the, really the first shit, you know what I mean? Also, Something like getting street hip-hop videos you wouldn't see no place else. Ralph McDaniels had that. Nah. If nah. we had it, I wasn't looking at it. <laughs> if we
3: had it, I didn't. I didn't see them trays. we got to see the, the live shit when you would go to Maryland. We used to go to DC, that's when you could go see the live shit. The DC about yeah around eighty nine ninety when the when music started coming out. I mean, people have videos have to be in D C and they have the um the video thing where you can pay for your shit. And they'll play every they'll play everything. Anything. That was the first time I seen um NW straight out of comp. And we're talking about the box. Yeah, the, the box, y'all. That's it, the box. The music box. Yeah, we got that video up there. All you got to do is just wait. You got to wait for somebody to buy it. Yeah, but it somebody to buy it, son. We used to
9: wait and watch the numbers at the bottom, wait for the numbers to come across. So, was No huh? video to
3: pop up. <laughs> No, so it's coming somebody. No, <laughs> so it's coming. Somebody go pay for it. It was hot. Oh man. Man. I, now that was wild. I wonder who we used to pay for them. I don't never remember if we hadn't given shit. I was too young to just try to buy some shit like that. And my and my grandmother was never allowing us to pay for no shit like that. I don't know. We ain't even none of that going down shit. Man. Buy that shit if you
8: want to. You're going to give shit. <laughs> yeah, no shit. no shit like that. <laughs> we used to catch some heat for that shit, <laughs> dude. Cause I, I, used to, I used to call in and shit and order some of that shit. Because all they do is just put it on your phone bill. My mom about like, what the fuck is the box? This is jukebox shit.
5: Ordering that now, your What, 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 what
9: peace you to the niggas like you that took that chance, man? See, <laughs> I believe mean, niggas was good
5: from oh, so then.
8: Niggas. Yes. niggas was so into it. Like when that uh, ghetto boy, my mom playing tricks on me and this shit come out. Man. That shit just classic shit. Yeah, man, but you man. be so into the culture. A nigga look shit. You young.
3: My mother, my mother, mother was huh? like, <laughs> what? it didn't fit some boxing in that motherfucker all right. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was catching heat, though, But
8: you know I'm saying? was catching heat, but it was, like, it was worth it. You know what I'm saying? To see that black mold. I got you open this shit. Like, fuck, I got to check. I got to see that. Really, it was one that one shit G-Rap came out with. He talk about he was working for the mob and shit. I used to love
6: that joint. I
8: can't remember the name of it. Huh?
6: I'm blue. Man, L- that, that was an incredible time the L- Right
3: there The L Street Blues is the name of that Nah,
8: nah, nah, it's not that one It's not that one There's another one We he's talking about He was working for the mob And then he, he 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 had to get his guns in and break Because they was chasing him He had to kill mob. Oh, I know what you're talking him. about I
6: know that what you're talking about oh,
8: yeah.
6: oh, hold on That was my shit It was running something about. It was running uh-huh. something yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. That shit, yeah, yeah. That was my shit right there. Yeah, but it was a ill time. It was nothing you could go up on the app and see niggas selling incense and uh, oil, you know, that's niggas rock that cologne then. You know, that was your cologne and shit, your perfume. Damn. Up on the app, you see niggas selling the little uh, <laughs> Nation of Islam books and pamphlets and <laughs> have all kind of motherfuckers out there.
3: Yeah.
6: It's
3: Ill time. And Harlem was the marketplace. They shut that shit down. You know it's, it's, it's real Harlem is America and America and a marketplace for the people to come to and they really
7: on
3: the, too many people would be able to eat. They would being able to live in New York off of the money they was making on the street and not paying taxes on a lot of that bread. So, you know, this was really was like, hold
6: up. That was the beauty of New York.
3: Huh?
6: That was the beauty. And you had the little... See, Harlem g- got sprung off in other boroughs, too, like how I mentioned the app. That was like a mini-hall, a mini no. Hundred Twenty Fifth. Everywhere. Up here, Fulton Ave, a mini Hundred Twenty Fifth. That concept... Able to push a product, Turn people, people to
3: people, negotiate right yeah, in man. and there. Somebody got the thing, rubbing. He got the thing, Robin again. But Jim, we used to go oh, to the Boulevard, the King's Boulevard, Rockwell, and every, everywhere. It, out. It, it was just because it's a port. You know what I mean? New York City is a port city, also it just really helped out that marketplace then. They it just, it, it, uh, it's war, you know what I mean? That's what I say. This is what happens in war. We you don't realize you're in a war, this is what happens.
6: Guliani killed that shit, though. <laughs> you know, Guliani and, and, and the black traders that was involved.
1: That was the thing that people came to Harlem for. Just to see that going on. There wasn't too many other reasons to do it. What not too many other reasons at all. What else was going on? They
6: had the
1: drugs, there.
6: I would have loved to see Harlem, though, or, you know, in the day of Malcolm X and Marcus Garvey, where you just get out there and just start, you know, seeing them kick it to their people. Like, there had to be something, yo. You know what I mean? And they said they was
1: pulling up in Harlem with 100,000 in the trunk. <laughs> I can't remember one documentary I was watching, he said, man, there wasn't nothing to see somebody pull up in Harlem with a hundred thousand in the trunk. I said, God damn, that nigga was doing it. I think he's talking about Pee Wee Kirkland. That's what that's that's what we will speak. That's what we we'll talk talking. Pee Wee Kirkland. What year what year is that? I'm trying to think of what time frame we were talking about. Kirkland was a little early probably the God the era. Running the
3: fishing era. Now that's starting to run into '87 uh, uh, and stuff, man. Them niggas is out of here. This is a new era. That's the that's the that's the Supreme Team and and the you know I'm saying, the real
1: Purple City niggas. That's about being Harlem, anyway.
9: So
3: so during,
9: so. Let me ask this: when, when Malcolm X was when Malcolm X was rocking, was that during the same time as, like, uh, I mean, another year? But I'm saying, like, was that during the same time period of of Madam Queen and
3: and Bumpy Johnson,
9: and that, or no, was that
3: after? That's close to the same era. Yeah, that's that's.
6: That's pretty close to the same era. As a Matter of fact, I'm gonna Google that right now so I can make sure. I'll Google it. I'm gonna say, wouldn't it have to be before
9: if you got um wasn't that um Luciano in that shit? Luciano. Luciano that was at the time of Malaquiz Luciano.
6: I'm saying in the movie, wasn't it Charlie yeah. Luciano?
8: Mm
3: -hmm. That was in the 30s and shit.
6: 20s and 30s. 1962. Bumby died in 1962. Yeah, so that had to be before him. Yeah. Because you can't have Charlie Luciano in there. Running shit, you know, popping off. Coming to take over Harlem. That's before
1: Malcolm. Okay, so so uh, yeah. so then maybe Frank Lucas then
9: around the time of Frank Lucas. Look, look, all right,
3: hold on. What hold on? Luciano is from uh Luciano, eighteen ninety seven and nineteen sixty two. So during that during that time, Malcolm and them
1: had
3: came through
6: there. No, but in the movie, Luciano is just popping off and taking over Harlem, brother born. That got to be at least 20 to 30 years.
8: Yeah, that was in the 30s that they was doing that shit. If he died in
6: 1962, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I understand what you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, Colucci, I know it's like the top top bill on that.
6: Oh. 40s, 50s, he's the Prohibition era. Like the 30s and the 40s.
9: I'm just I'm just really trying to get the context of the you know what I'm saying. I like to look at the whole you know what I'm saying the whole. And I just had never thought of that like.
1: So I kind of use this as my brainstorming. <laughs> Damn. I know this. I didn't know Luciano called a thirty-year sentence from the from the motherfucking
3: beef. And they let him out during World War II, and he got to live over there, in his, and, and he, he just flew
1: out of the country. Mm hmm. Yes, indeed. Damn. That go. Damn. It was. Now, how. Well, what, isn't the
6: mob the army of the Catholic Church? See?
1: Oh listen, this what the fuck said, this is New York That's
9: exactly what that is though, man.
3: Hey this what the business was the Hawaii. why they said they took it there because the Navy the Navy wanted to use the docks in New York. And they knew they couldn't use the docks without the mob's uh motherfucking approval. So they took it there with Luciano to build the docks they
1: even let it die. One Luciano wasn't he an Italian Jew, like a WAP Jew?
6: I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Now he hung out with a Jew. Yeah, he hung out with a Jew. You know, did business with a Jew.
3: <laughs> you know, he could. You know, who knows? Who knows about them the party? He might. You know, uh, on the other side.
6: On know my motto: uh, Who ain't a Jew? That's that's what I thought. <laughs> no really?
0: Because I you know, find I out how so know. many
6: like changed their names hey. uh, for hundreds of percent. years and shit. Hey. Put a tag
8: with these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> <You> who <know, laughs>
1: ain't one? You know, became
6: Catholic, became wise. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, into the families. Uh, playing duck,
1: duck, duck Jew. That little joint holding them though. That's a good little flick, right there. Oh, okay. Oh no, though I thought it was a wonderful interview, though, man. I really did. I'm gonna definitely get it
3: downloaded right and let
1: everybody hear from their home. From all kinds. Now, would it be cool though? we could um,
8: try to set up a little, a little fun, man, for the elders, some of the more, because, you know, some of our people that still put me down, we might, you know, say everybody trying to drop you know, $5, $10 a month or something. Uh, try, to uh, uh, man. You, you, you. try to show a little appreciation for the people. So like you said, we laid it down, for so the Maddox you know, and the judges. You're right about that,
3: too. Oh
8: shit. It ain't hard to do. Just you know, a couple people organizing. Some
3: just... people to drop five hours, man. We can better distribute it. Tell me. At least we got to start off somewhere. And we can choose. We can start off here on feet on the ground, and we can start in, in March. We can start. Now, official kickoff. That you know, you, we have a feet on the ground. Uh, somewhere is where's a. Uh, you know, can we can distribute the money through PayPal or something like that. But just in case you don't feel comfortable, you can always contact PayPal, and they'll get you those back. You know what I'm
1: but you know, I'll, yeah, to set something up like that would be perfect. At least we can do right there. That's a small. That's just a small little token of appreciation. Not much, because we don't need a little from a lot
3: goes a long way.
1: No that's It's about consistency, that's all it is.
3: Uh, we ain't trying to break nobody's pockets. We just know that a little, a little man might help
8: out. Ain't no polite, this ain't no polite hustle and shit. Uh, we ain't going to get you no sovereignty papers, none of that shit.
3: Yeah. Uh, won't be no sovereignty
8: for yeah, won't be no
5: sovereignty.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got no kidney waters, no calcium waters, we ain't got no magic potions or none of that. All, all we got is all all I got is my word that we're gonna definitely make sure that any monastery donation is going know what I'm saying. One of our elders who will definitely um at the least, deserve, you know, for the people to pay. You know, man, why not? You know, when the elders get older, you do. You're supposed to, you supposed to go to their door. You know what I'm saying? Drop off a little of this, a little of that. You know, I like to, you know, somehow I, used to, you know, I used to see people go. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's people who used to go see Doctor Ben, and then I start seeing, him, start posting some of the pictures. But it's people who used to go see him, and then, you know, just to make sure that he was all right. People that I know, they just go by and, you know, they let people know that let's go going to see Dr. Ben, what you're trying to do, you send a couple of dollars, and, and you know, the, the main thing is just get whatever Dr. Ben say he like. No doubt. What
1: he
3: like, that's, what, that's what you get, man. You got no specifics on it. You know what I mean? And Because, you know, that's the only What thing. What else can you do?
1: Carry on their works and shit. Shouldn't be having to be out here fucked up though. Certain degree. Okay. Sure. what you can do on that, bro. Go
8: you get your family, try to put like you said, put a little PayPal or something together. Even if you just get a little address to make a little money with or something, niggas can send something to. The motherfuckers yeah. make sure they, you know what I'm saying, ain't nothing but blessings gonna come out of that shit. No way,
1: you know what I'm saying? Ain't
8: nothing but good shit come out of that. I don't care what nobody's talking about. Mhm. That's real talk,
9: man. You know what I'm saying?
8: That's real talk, shit. gonna and I'll come, it, and
9: I'll come back, and that's the only way we're gonna be able to get there. Keep, 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 keep them at least. You know, at least keep the youngsters at least feeling like it's it's some kind of hope in this shit, man, like if I do go the route of of being a of being a teacher or 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 you know what I'm saying a uh activist or or this or you know what I'm saying, playing okay. your role in this black power movement, you gotta know that it's gonna be some support for you, man, you know what I'm saying, some kind of support for you we got a whole goddamn you no know, era of
3: niggas that die broke, like you said, man. You know what I'm saying? The day you decide to stand up and be an African, there should be some other Africans out there ready to link with you. You know what I'm saying? And we're supposed to support each other as Africans. That's that's our theme. Our theme is a collective. We're a collective people. We ain't a singular people. We're not individuals. You know what I'm saying? So that's... that's
9: that's
6: definitely um most
9: important about uh, how we deal with it with those who are giving. Shit, yeah, bro, we be we be uh doing the little barbecues and shit, bro, you hear me? That say mm-hmm. one, one 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 nigga with five dollars ain't gonna be able to get no meat. But goddamn me, twenty niggas with five dollars, man. You have enough meat, goddamn meat, and extra, you hear me? Shit. Yeah. So it's, it's a different, you know what I'm saying? It's a whole nother... See, that's how I, I was... That's how that we do. A, exactly, you hear me?
3: Okay. Exactly,
9: man. Do. you going to have to meet the side and some more niggas be able to take home a plate. Yup,
3: yup. you
6: going to And some to uh, feed those who didn't put in, who may uh. not have it, but they peoples. Come eat. Yup, you going to have
3: to put an extra... Now you
5: saying? you did that on the regular. Exactly. I live on the yo.
3: I just moved from. From like we did that. I'm saying almost for the summertime, almost every summer, we cook. We cooked out three, three to four times a week, easy, and just come eat. Man, it is what it is. Come eat. The people here, they we cooking. The grill's is just popping. Even if the adults can't all
9: eat, all the kids definitely can eat. No matter who house they from, all these kids can eat. Brother boy, man, I was I was chopping it up with my partner the other day, right? And you know, you know, he 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 kind of like listened to a lot of the uh conspiracy theory things. You know, he's conspiracy theorist kind of nigga. You know what I'm saying? And and I mean, the goddamn me. Value of the dollar having no value, that's just scaring the shit out of them, right? But, but you know, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I tell them man, shit, when that motherfucker drop, shit, we we as niggas, we we ain't gonna be fucked up about that shit. You know what I'm saying? We
6: we just mm-hmm.
9: got the, we we used to not having shit, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, my nigga, all this shit gonna make us do is depend on each other more. Right. We do that shit. That shit is destroying some shit.
3: Mm-hmm. Now, you know man.
9: what I'm saying? And, and, and it go. I mean, I was just speaking to that from, from what we just talking now with with my nigga. We put our little shits together. Your little shit together may make a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? Real tough shit. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all understood that
3: or not, I don't know, but, you know. I <laughs> oh, oh, mean, that's how that they listen. Y'all talking <laughs> So that's how it works when you when you understand the science of being a collective and being a unit. No matter where you go. Now I don't make. Our number. But we can look at we can look at other um people who are collective like that and see those type of principles happening because that's like how the ages are coming together and they all collectively work at one spot. And then after they collectively put their stuff together, they'll open up another. You know what I mean? But it's all of them doing. You know, one of them belonged to this one, the other one belonged to the other one who was there second, then the third, then the fourth, and they just work that shit like that. But it's all about collective. Not to make comparison to anybody who's other than us, but just to have that um, understanding of how collective works, and you, and you can see it going on when you collective amongst your own race. Yeah,
8: totally. Always power in numbers, man. That's a universal law right there. Five fingers make a motherfucking fist.
6: I like to say something about the taking care of elders. You know, um, I think that uh, elders that have put in the work, um, like Dr. Linda Jeffries and the ancestors that came before. Him. Um, I, I think that is definitely um necessary. And I but I say that with caution. I say that with caution because um, I don't want um the role that Dr Leonard Jeffries um has played or uh, the service that he has given Um, to be used by those that, um, or to be looked at in the same light by those that haven't done that kind of consistent work and service like that, you know what I'm saying, and um, are riding on the coattail of the path that Dr. Linda Jeffries and Dr. Ben and Dr. Clark and um, Dr. Khalid have, have laid. Uh, Before You know That have laid down Because If our people Weren't getting caught up With Such charlatans Or such types There would be a lot more Resources For Those like Dr. Leonard Jeffries
8: Yeah Right. Like you were saying uh, Brother born too like niggas don't you're not you're not gonna get rich off this shit so when you see these like just the same, you see these charlatans with this bread it's cause them motherfuckers is working against it. black liberation they're working status quo for the system right that's why Farrakhan allowed to have those types of he uh, can have all those resources cause they know he he, he already doing what the He's working against his people pretty much. He's getting benefited from selling his people out. Because if you got somebody like a Leonard Jeffries or a Dr. And or Doctor John, like they're not going to get access to that type of wealth and resources. They'll be an enemy, considered the enemy of the state. So they're going to try to minimize. It's funny, too, because the first thing that they do when they start investigating cash like Malcolm, they're like, where, you, where, where is he getting his money from? they immediately try to look to cut off your fucking resources.
6: I think we got too many buffers in between. You got too many fake things mm-hmm. in between standing in, in front of the real. You know, um, what if those people, what if people who have contributed to uh, say, you know, I don't even want to say the nigga name, but, you know, okay. to one of the charlatans that's out. You know, I don't think you done put enough time and enough work to uh, be worthy of the dollar of the people. Where those like Dr. Leonard Jeffries, Ashwar Kwezi, you know what I'm saying, Barbara Maddox, they have. They have. And they are worthy of financial support uh, to lay down whatever uh vision they have for our BB for Ho Eight, You know, who who wouldn't support uh a vision that doctor Leonard Jeffries lay down? Understanding the work that he done put out here. Oh uh, Ashwalk Crazy Obama, but we got too many in betweens, you know, we got too many I hate to say it, but, it, it, you know, you got the Uma Johnsons and, and the police and all them dumb types like that. Oh, uh, voice walkers, them types. Nah, get the fuck up out of here.
1: Wow, oh. <laughs> the, the Les Brown. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Let me tell you Go look You can expect A
3: great experience Because we are All about you Come on down Have a couple
6: That's all They're all about our You get the I'm Hold up
3: That's You got your background Going crazy I thought
5: someone Was playing something You got You Okay. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, no. Oh, my. Oh, you Oh, not Oh, my. Oh, my. it's
1: my.
6: Go ahead. I just see them types as being another hindrance, um, another drain on the community, uh a drain on the community
1: empowerment at the end of the day. I have to agree with that. And, uh, you know, it's the basic
3: thing of us always looking for a savior. So we we have allowed ourselves to be, um, you know, duped by any and everybody. And now, you know, we're coming to a point where we're getting duped so much that the onus falls on us now. And the only way that we're going to end this is those who see us getting duped that have really put feet to the fire. We can't, allow, we can't allow people to tell us that, listen, no, we shouldn't go after our own brothers and sisters uh, because that's what racism and white supremacy want us to do. Well, what the fuck? what well, Should you be robbing me, scamming me, tricking me out of my money, not giving the product that you're supposed to get? And if we catch you not doing it, should we not make an example of you immediately? So the other ones, no, don't come here with that. We're not doing that this time. You know what I mean? So we can put that out there? Or should we just allow it to just keep going? What kind of shit is this? I don't understand where people are at with that type of attitude. That is the ones who
1: point out the incorrect or ask the questions they are the wrong. hmm Wow. Oh. We got a lot of goddamn questions. We ain't trying to you know, tiptoe this shit. all we saw the hell sadly. We're going to get it in nice. We're going to get it in nice. We're going to you know, bring this information in. Nice and tight for the people. So, uh, as I stated, right, you know, we are not... Um,
3: we got to, we got to turn it up. We got to turn up. Those who we find are uh, sick in us. We got to put their feet to the fire, man. And if not the fire, we got to put it to the flame. So now, how you want to take it? No, we just tell it honestly that we don't need to be robbed in the African community. That, that was the thing that we thought the white man did to us. but so maybe, You prove it to us. Maybe people try to prove
1: to us certain things that they say. We'll get to that. Maybe they try to prove some stuff to
3: us. I think that that's what's happening. People have told us that, uh, you know,
6: people have uh, marked
3: us out as certain stereotypes, and now they seem to want to walk us right into it. Expecting no pressure at all. No push
1: back No push back
6: Because you got money Well you know I want to say that uh, Definitely feet on the Has been consistent um, Since I started tuning in um, When it wasn't attractive um, To hold the line Against those um that are charlatans. You know, that um the family saw um you know, pimping the people and with no agenda attached. I mean, the the hardest thing to do is to hold the line. The hardest thing to do is to um Side with right regardless of Who it may be And I saw the family On feet on the ground do that from day one With Polite uh, Down to Favre Coon. Regardless. Regardless
3: right You know it's only going to be one direction So I'm going we'll keep going I don't need to backtrack now. You know I mean, that's a, that's a the way. Don't need to backtrack now, man. We we not sitting here to put out dumbass uh, dumb ass thoughts. This ain't written, rhetoric. This is this that real this that real shit they come out your mouth. There's a difference if you don't know. Go find out. Thank you, thank you. We say thank you to those. Pretend like they hate us for making sure that we know what the term rhetoric
6: is well that's why you had uh you know people coming at you to form allegiance who were now trying to hold a line because you know the uh family the uh, warriors on here, the men on here, and the queens uh, the women on here been doing that, so that's why you know for those who. Now I want to do that,
3: you, you, you had that kind of proposition. Yeah, glad to see we birthed a new generation. You know, they're not quite like us. They're trying, but we birthed, you know, we help birth, you know what I'm saying, some some, some, some people who, you know, I don't, I don't know, maybe one day might open their eyes. When they get it, you know, I ain't gonna speak on them enough so they know what it is. That's it. But we're glad that we helped birth some, some different styles out here. I'll show you that, which is always a good thing. We need more than just one, two, three media outlets. We need to have, you know, several. So then that way, because there's enough people for everybody. So that way you got time, you can juxtapose the information between, you know, different people, everything.
6: That's real. But, you know Another thing that attracted me was that y'all were uncompromisingly African out the gate.
3: Now, well, that's number one. You know, see, that's how Leonard Jefferson, you that know, when y'all you come know, from the elders, when you listen to Dr. Ben, Dr. Clark, when you listen to them speaking to speaking to white folk, and they ain't bending at all, not a lick on where they stand at. You look at college not bending a piece, not a not an inch on where you stand at as to who who they are. The fucking we might want to be African first, second and third. Ain't no other place. We ain't got time for no other place. We don't owe nobody nothing but an ass whooping, as Dr. Clark said. Black pound.
1: Uh, Black power. Now,
3: that's the only thing we need to be getting to. to get we don't owe owe no place at the table, none of that. We don't owe you a spot,
1: none of that. I uh, say... And people we all
3: right now is myself. Uh, that's, that's real. That's where we. That's how we faltering right now because we're trying to get. We want. We want allegiance with everybody. We want. everyone to be a, And it don't work. We look looking to align with them. before We look to align with us. We find a reason to tell each other. Nah, man, you should. Uh, man, you shouldn't be mad at them. You shouldn't be. And before we find a reason to say yo, we should
6: be loving us. Okay. You know, and it's, it's, that's ill that you say that Because it, it makes me think of, you know I don't want to be nothing but African You know, I ain't claiming nothing but African It disturbs me when I, I hear my people, you know want to talk about they native Or we always been over here Okay, motherfucker, you want to say you was always here? Fine I'm not, okay. I'm a part of that. My offer that happens. I wear that with honor. Understand that.
3: Yo. Yo. Because me, you saying that. I got a, I got a homie, little young boy right here in New Haven who do little uh, music videos and shit. Mike. Mike does his DNA test, right? Now he, he know he, he, he already. He, he African centered. So Mike does his DNA test. It comes back. Now his grandmother done told him that they native. So that's why they got that curly hair like that, because they native. Test come back, ninety-seven percent African, three percent native. <laughs> this nigga make a video about, my grandma, you lied to me. Crying. <laughs> Cry, you know in the video. like, girl, you lied to me. <laughs> you told me we were dating. That's why my hair like that. <laughs> oh man, and, and you know it. <coughs> when you said that, it just reminded me of it, just how how people we get caught up. We made. You come back curly head, and this is curly head Joker, ninety-seven percent.
1: I'm talking about the African. I'm talking this three percent over here.
6: That's a lavish joke. I can't <laughs> wait to see that. Woo.
3: I said this joke is crazy. Watch, I'm gonna post it on my. I'm gonna post it on my wall. Crazy, crazy.
6: Hey, grandma, are you lied to me. How <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lied to me.
3: You told me we was native. We was three percent. I thought that nigga least, at least you still got black feet, nigga. (laughs) You might not be a black foot, but you still got black feet, so you good. Okay,
1: I say. People going to need a part We're going too far to be everybody else. But we'll come around. At least those who need to come around will come around.
3: Because I'm thoroughly convinced after, as y'all listen, and the ZNEs don't just come out like this, and knowing that all these people played a part in this shit, it wasn't just, listen, y'all had to be able to see this scam going on. And we knew a long time ago, but when you ain't got the evidence, because you ain't about to buy into it, and put your money on the line so he can dupe you, you know what I mean? All he can say is, man, that's like a scam, that thing ain't gonna work. But once you get the people come forward and say, "Look, he scammed me. This nigga took my money and gave my money back. That's a problem." I just think, "Oh man, I ain't even gonna say nothing to him. Uh-uh. I'm gonna say nothing to the show. But, <clears throat> little talk to that video of the queen. Yeah, uh, you
6: know." At at a certain extent too, I, I'm mad at them myself because, or maybe I can't be mad at you. You know, I don't know how you you found out about the Charlatan polite. I, I you know, but it, it 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 is becoming critical. How does the preacher get over on, on the congregation? Because even though. Uh, the uh, the cadence is of that other people. A lot of the words that he's using with that cadence that we use, that connection with us, motherfuckers don't know. And it's okay that you do not know. It is not, I'm not blaming you, it's not your fault that you do not know. But the thing is, is not having shame and not knowing, and actually looking up what somebody said if you don't know what the word you just heard the motherfucker say, especially if it's on a video. Mm-hmm. Look that shit up.
1: Damn. I don't know how you, you can hear a nigga running game.
6: A black man tell you, when a black person, black woman, anybody African, tell you, you your own worst enemy. What are you hearing?
1: Well, let's okay. mm, 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 mm. not, not hit that all the way off. We gonna save that fire. We going save some of that fire.
6: I sh-
3: Let's save some of that fire from Saturday. Let's save some of that fire. So, you know, we got some questions. We've been laying in the cut. Cool. We'll deal with them. But, look, I put that video in there since the here inside a group, inside a group. Um, um, Scammers No Mercy is the YouTube link. Y'all go to Scammers No Mercy. Yeah,
6: I've been watching
3: a few. I caught it. Yeah, go to Scammers No Mercy. Listen, they got one with you listen, right? The queen that I seen up there up on there, I've seen her before on like her first video. And she yo, I'm gonna tell you. When I seen that first video, I said this queen is crazy. I said, yo, she not understanding that she got beat. She is crazy. She don't. She's like still talking nice. Like I'm like, she. I'm like, yo, what the hell? She's blaming it all on business administration. Like, listen, I know it's hard doing the business. You just got to get your business practices better, brother. I love you. Make sure you, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: you know what I'm saying And yo He went He went in On the sister Because she said She was going to pay To come up there To come see him About her money
1: He's talking about Yo
3: Is she going to try To come yelling oh, Alright right, right.
1: right,
3: I'll talk to y'all In the back room but Come on Because we, we did Linda Jeffries we don't want to start going into too many other topics on Think Tank Thursday. But the one thing that we have gotten accomplished on Think Tank Thursday as we listen to the, the elder Linda Jeffries, and just um, thinking about the work that a lot of our elders and ancestors put in without, uh, um, without a pension, without, you know, any 401Ks and things of that nature, you know, um, that at the least we could do is find uh, uh, find the elder and put together a little something, some type of care package something and make sure that we bless our elders, you know, and show our, um, you know, show our, uh, um, let me think, appreciation. Show our appreciation for all the work that they put in. Black
6: power. Mm -hmm. Black power.
1: So uh, with
3: that being said, if anybody, you know, Um, We definitely thank everybody for coming out. If you got in a little bit late, go to the archive so you can listen to the initial uh, part of the show. which uh, We played the clip from Dr. Leonard Jeffries dealing with Ed Cox, the mayor of New York City at the time. Come check us out, though. This Saturday, Florida House Saturday, we're going to be getting it in the money. After you get the money, what are we going to do with it? We'll be getting it in on that. We got a lot of, you know what I'm saying? Um, we're going to do some head chopping, head rolls, some head rolls on go. So then, you know, this slaughterhouse, bring your aprons and all that, and we'll see exactly how we're going to deal with this thing. But um, definitely, there's problems out here in the land. And so they need to be addressed and make sure that our people are aware of exactly what's going on and don't be. Um, you know, don't get caught out. It also help your family not to get caught out.
1: So do any of the family got anything they want to add on before we close this thing all the way out? Oh. Just uh, check on that little joint. Uh that brother wants on the next joint, you can put something
3: together as far as you know what I'm saying. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. Say that again?
8: No, I was just saying just uh <clears throat> try to go deep in this and see seeing, seeing how to put something together so we can put you know put a little nest egg get something for the for the for the elders and shit. That's it. Yeah,
3: oh yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Yup. Oh so in the um in the next couple of weeks I'm saying by by uh All right, by February, man, by February, we should have something rocking. Y'all look for it, you know, no later than like the second week in February. You know, look for where everything needs to be sent at and have everything set up. You know, we'll go through a process of maybe vetting out uh, four or five different elders who we can start off with, you know, just month after month or however much we get together, we can uh, distribute it evenly. Whatever I have you, but you know, we'll go we'll deal with all those um particulars but we'll have to just sit down and just hammer those out. I don't wanna just say that this is how it'll go right now. But anybody, you know, as many people as possible being able to get uh as many Africans as possible. To have an uh,
1: input. No doubt. Not problem, no, definitely. So yeah, that's
3: that's what we'll be doing. So um, with that being said, though, like I said, I mean, come check us out, Slaughterhouse Saturday. We'll be in here at the new time from now on is 10 p.m. Yeah, come on in, 10 p.m. Slaughterhouse House Saturday. We'll be getting it in nice. Or uh, family. Um, I got, I got, a, I got guests coming in next Tuesday. I got guests coming in next Tuesday. We got the Sports Academy. We got a group of brothers. We're gonna come together. They teach chess every Saturday. And a whole um, a couple of different classes take the youngsters on different events and everything. But some brothers who are really striving to um, give back in the community, putting in work in the community, um, being you know, even though we won't don't like to use the word mentor, but right now in, in colloquial terms, we it, we understand what it means. Um, but brothers who are giving uh, a softo warrior training to young little warriors. That's what I say. You know, um, giving them some ASAPO training. We have the brothers come in next Tuesday, and um, just chop it up with us. Just you know, just you know, we just want to put we just want to put the brothers' information out there, put they put what they're doing out there because they're doing a good thing in the community, and we want to highlight you know, family who putting in who who out there putting in some work, spending some time with the youth, spending some time because that's where you know that's one of the things that counts time. And so, with that being said, we'd like to um end this with uh, praise, Nat Turner, glory to Garvey, long live the spirit of Dr. of Abdul Muhammad, praise, Harriet Tubman, glory to Isaac Wells, long live the spirit of Sister Fanny Lou Hamer, B. Vodier, crack in the truck, Housemaker 2.
1: 18 plus.